Welcome to Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with a special all-listener mail, supersized, mailbag mania, whatever you want to call it. We are going to answer your questions on the show this week. Uh, before we get into it, though, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to record this mailbag episode. Jordan, what's up out in Nebraska? Well, you know, things are good. We're just uh, moving the cows in because it's going to snow tomorrow. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> been a day for me. I've been in cow shit all day. It was 70 degrees here today, Jordan. How's it going to snow in Nebraska? That's crazy. I don't know, but they already canceled school and everything, so that's great. And Marco, what is happening up in Boston? Ah, nothing much. We just we just had our, our little uh, snowstorm that passed over the weekend, so we're good over here. I mean, we're, we're fine and dandy, but... Uh, yeah, gl- uh, glad to be in the South today where it's nice and, <laughs> sure. Other than that, nice and warm. I mean, we haven't done one of these in a while, a mailbag episode, so I'm it's pretty excited. It's been a while since we've done a mailbag. It was, I can't remember what milestone episode was. It was either like the the three or four year anniversary, or maybe it was like the 200th episode. There was yeah. one milestone episode that we did all listener mail on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fun getting around up. And, and big thanks to the Foley fam. You guys definitely turned out yeah. with all of the... Uh, the questions and everything across the different social media platforms. Reminder, we're going to be giving away Elite 95 Big E. We'll announce that at the uh, when, when that listener's question comes up. Uh, and uh, and yeah, it's going to be fun. I uh, want to remind you guys, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles and definitely support all of our Pod Foundation uh, brethren at the Turnbuckle Tavern, the Extra Cooler Show, and coming down the aisle. Um, okay, so we want to rush through the normal housekeeping plug stuff. And before we get into the mailbag, we do have uh, some somber news that you know we kind of just have to reflect on. Um, earlier this evening, uh, Dave Meltzer basically you know reported the story that um, Dave Meltzer and Tony Khan uh, kind of broke it simultaneously that Jay Briscoe passed away in a car accident this afternoon in his home state of Delaware. Um, just devastating news for for wrestling fans everywhere, man. The Briscoes were just about universally beloved um, for their work in the ring and their, their promos, everything they do. Leg- absolutely legendary tag team. Um, I would put the Briscoes and specifically Jay up there. I think I think he's right below Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks as the best American wrestler to never uh, to never be in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really kind of the legacy he's at over that he's built over the last twenty years in Ring of Honor. And across all the other indies, um, you know, just horrible, horrible news. Still, know all the details exactly. You know, there's reports that his family was possibly in the vehicle with him. So, just thoughts and prayers to all the Briscoes family. Uh, Sheena, you want to share some thoughts on the this just heartbreaking news we got this evening? No, I mean it's just it's just terrible anytime that something like this happens, especially to somebody so young and somebody that was you know, has been grinding for so long and just, I mean, I don't want to say he's just now starting to get mainstream attention, but I feel like over the last like couple of years, it's like the Briscoes have really been on the come up as far as like, you know, getting over with like the mainstream audience. And, um, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just devastating. I mean, they were their current champs, you know, in ROH and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm praying, we don't know what, what all the news, like says, so we don't know what the details are or anything, but we're praying for the best and uh, sending our love out to all of uh, Jay Briscoe's fans, friends, and family. 
Definitely. Um, Jordan, I think you're probably the biggest indie fan slash ROH fan out of, out of the four of us, man. Um, what can you say about Jay Briscoe, the performer? Yeah, man. Um, him and his brother, are just two incredible performers in the ring, uh, really revolutionized tag wrestling with, uh, the young bucks in ROH. It, it definitely is tragic. Um, Jay obviously did win the ring of honor title at one point on his own. So, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, remembering that, but yeah, man, it's just, it, it's tough when you, when you lose people. I mean, even when you lose o- older wrestlers, it, it's really tough, but when you lose someone that's not even 40 years old, it's just, it's tragic. And like you and Sheena said, we'll wait for the rest of the news, but man, yeah, just pray for his family. And it's really sad. Yeah. I don't know if it's just, the the wrestling fan in me or if it's any time like you know it's a wrestling related tragedy it pops in my mind um jerry the king lawler on the episode of monday night raw the night after owen hart passed away just had a really just super like poignant speech where he basically just you know looked directly in the camera and as he's breaking down he uh he just told all the listeners you know make sure you always tell your loved ones how you feel about them every day because you never know when you you leave the house you're not going to come back so um yeah just, you know, I definitely, that's something that I keep in mind and I encourage all the, the Foley fam and podcast listeners to do the same, man. Like every single day on this earth, do you get a chance to put two feet down on the ground and, and show love to your friends and family? Like it's a blessing and, and take advantage of it. So, um, we will, you know, again, thoughts and prayers are with the, the Briscoe family. We're going to take the weekly beverage break early and then dive into the mailbag. All right, Marco, kick us off, man. What are you sipping on tonight? Oh man, I, I had to bring it back to the uh, to the original, to the to the Lord Hobo, uh, the, the local brewery here in uh, in in in, uh, in Woburn, Massachusetts. Uh, they have a um, collaboration with another brewing company called Thin Man that they came out with, and it's called Big Bet Hazy Double IPA. Um, so yeah, so this should be a uh, should be a saucy show by the end <laughs> when the questions <laughs> come it's, it's uh it, it hits pretty good taste it's it, it's a really good taste i'm hoping they do more collaborations uh with this other brewing company it's uh definitely hitting the spot on this on this night i know you said you, you mentioned before the show you can over that cold man you got to mix you up a uh, hot toddy you know get you a couple shots of bourbon with some uh some microwaved honey poured in there a little cinnamon that'll, that'll clear the sinuses right you up dude. you can't microwave the honey that like, kills all the good beneficial uh you know, nutrients. But you got to have the drink honey. hot. That's what makes it a hot toddy. Well, you could you could heat it up on the stove a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Don't use the microwave. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely it's a pretty good cocktail on its own, but it's definitely a good little home remedy to uh, clear up the sinuses a little bit. But yeah, that sounds great. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? So I just uh, made a gas station stop tonight. Um, I did uh, some Miller High Life tonight. So hell yeah, drinking the champagne of beers tonight. <laughs> yeah, glass bottles or sixteen ounce cans or what's the 16, uh, what's the vessel there? Sixteen ounce cans. Yeah, I feel like I hardly ever see twelve ounce High Life cans. Yeah, I feel like it's either glass bottles or it's always the the tall boy cans, dude. Um, I've looked the last couple of years, man. They've had it. They've dropped it, but I couldn't find it in Virginia, and I couldn't find it here in Tennessee either. You know, every year around New Year's, they actually release, yeah, champagne bottles filled with Miller High Life, man. And I just thought, you know, it'd just be something fun to have. So I got two yeah, of them. Miller yeah. High Life is good, man. It's it's definitely one of the more underrated mainstream beers. I got two of those in the fridge right now, actually. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, Sheena, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking Original Sin Pineapple Haze Cider. It's a 6% ABV. It's literally just uh, freshly pressed New York apples, pineapple juice, uh, sulf, and you know some preservatives, obviously, to protect the flavor. But it's out of Lafayette, New York. It's good uh, for a cider. It's you know super sweet, obviously, as as ciders are. But um, this I love is right the, up Chena's alley. It's like yeah. low low processed. Like yeah, yeah it's, only thing that can make it better if they fermented the apples before they. Uh, <laughs> this is before like the shit the pilgrims them. were drinking and stuff back in the day. <laughs> Uh, I am drinking, shout out to Zach Hertzler. He sends us a little care package of beers from uh, from Pennsylvania. This is from Jay Wakefield Brewing. It's Stone Kolsch Peach Awesome. So this is a Kolsch-style lager with peaches. And the uh, the can art's got, got you know Stone Cold Steve Austin with a peach for a head, just knocking one back in the classic Steve Weiser style. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Zach. Tasty beer and looking forward to, uh, to drinking another one here in just a little bit. All right, Sheen, do you got us dialed in? I think so, man. I mean, we, we the, like I said, the Foley fam and our fans on uh, Instagram and everybody came through with, uh, with lots of questions. So I'm excited to dive in. All right. It's time for Q and a. So again, Sheena, we got questions from the Facebook group, Instagram, Twitter, pretty much all over the social yeah. media map. We um, typically only open our listener mail up to our Foley fam Facebook group, but since we were doing a, uh, a mailbag episode, we, um, we wanted to make sure that we showed the love to everybody and let everybody get a chance to get their questions in. Also, um, I don't know. We didn't announce that we actually are doing a giveaway. So at the yeah, end- I talked about it at the start. Oh, okay, I said, sorry. Well, I said, well, I, I, all now- the Jay Briscoe talk got me. Uh, yeah, got she me knows sideways. pretty emotional. Yeah, I find out about this Jay Briscoe thing. Well, uh, when that listener's question comes up, we'll we'll announce them awesome. as the winner. Okay, so cool. yeah, I, I don't. I'm flying blind on these. Jordan, Marco, did you guys sneak a peek at the questions we got coming in, or are you guys uh, just? Called it in the ring, so to speak. I, I saw I, how many. That was it. I didn't I, see. I didn't look. Question. I didn't look at any either. I wanted to be surprised. Oh, this should so. be fun. Then there's a lot of good ones. All right, we're going to start off with our main man, Randy Smith. Uh, he said, "If you had to sell off your figure collection, what other hobby would you roll that money into?" So I'm going to I'm going to kick it to Jordan on this one first. Oh Jesus! Um, I don't think I can have another collecting hobby. So as everybody already knows, I collect shoes, Funkos action figures so if i decided to sell off my figures it would probably just go back into buying more shoes and funkos i mean yeah i was gonna say i mean you don't it doesn't have to be necessarily a collecting hobby like any sort of hobby um you know i think uh you know i mean i you guys already know i have tons of hobbies like concerts and all that stuff so i guess some of the money would go into that stuff but i mean i'm not gonna pick up a new hobby. i don't know you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna need a big big uh, bank account to go to concerts in 2023 dude we we already tried to uh you know get, get tickets to morgan wallen and we were like nah nah fam hey, you have to get some insurance fraud going in a money laundering operation going on if you're gonna uh, start that hobby yeah well it'd have to be a private company so if we got to keep it off of books <laughs> <laughs> all right what about you marco you gotta you gotta uh hobby or hobby you would roll your uh collecting funds into dang that's a that's a that's a tough question um i'd probably i'd probably get into like some type of like art or something like that like maybe like not not on the scale where you know it's millions of dollars but maybe you know you know go get some like local um art dealers and stuff like that and you know, because I've been that's cool. getting into a lot of just make sure, just make sure when you walk in, you you uh, if they ever ask you if you do art, just say yes. <laughs> yes, that's, uh. yeah. <laughs> she, we, Sheena got insulted by a, an art geek. Um, oh really? This was back in in 2013. Uh, 
when we were in Hawaii and they had this thing called First Friday in And we Chinatown. love going to art shows. I mean, we're not, yeah. I wouldn't consider us like art aficionados. Yeah. Like we're not like the type of people that are like looking at abstract art. Like, oh man, this is, this is yeah, a, I just, know. I just know yeah. what looks cool to me. So, yeah. um, but, but we yeah. do love going to like art we shows. We went to First, but First Friday was this thing in Chinatown where they had all the, um, all the different art galleries would stay open at night and they, you know, serve like food and drink and stuff as you walk around. And we walked into one and this this tiny chick calls up to Sheena and she's like, do you do art? And she was like all excited and stuff. And Sheena's like, no. And yes, I, said, chick, I said, no, I just really love to like come in and look at everything. And, you know. Yeah. And the chick just looked at Sheena with just sheer disgust and, and basically just, did a 180. Yeah. And she did an about face and just walked away. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So anytime, anytime uh, we, we're talking about art now, I'm always like, you know, do you, do you do, do art? art? <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Um, our buddy JCC added to the, uh, the question. Oh, actually real quick. I want to, I want to hear what Seth would roll. What would you roll your, um, I don't know if you call it a hobby. I just rolled into the, the mini farm in the backyard. More more animals or more infrastructure. Like, yeah. yeah, Gardening and gardening and homesteading and like getting all, you know, new animals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. New gadgets and gizmos. If we were still in Hawaii or Virginia, it'd probably be fishing because saltwater fishing is just the the gear and the just different stuff you can get for is yeah. infinitely more varied than freshwater fishing. Freshwater fishing, you get a fifteen dollar pole from Walmart, you're all set. Yeah. Um, JCC James Cody Canterbury, he put an addendum on Randy's question. He said, if you had to sell off your collection for whatever reason, what's the one you would keep? Uh, kind of like when Steve Carell was packing up his stuff on Forty Year Old Virgin, but said, okay, you can stay, Steve Austin. <laughs> It'd be easy. This isn't a, it's not a super valuable figure, but it's by far the most sentimental to me. And that'd be the first Hasbro Bret Hart. That's my, oh, all-time, yeah. that's my all-time favorite wrestling figure. It yeah. was in a room yeah. when Bret was born. And I just, I played with that figure so much as a kid, man. Like, yeah, the, the first, the, the most basic Hasbro Bret Hart. That's my, that'd be my pick. Yeah. I would, I would probably keep my custom Chick Foley. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. My, that's an easy one. Yeah. My custom Chick Foley figures. So which one? Cause you know, I made, the, I made the one in the street gear and then Matt yeah. Reaper made the one in ring gear. Oh man. I feel Just, like the street gears are better representation. The street gears I mean, the, better ring, the ring gear is by far the better figure. Like yeah, no doubt about it. Matt yeah. Reaper. Knocked it out of the park on that, dude. But, but I feel uh, like, yeah, if you were just doing like a sheer representation. That's the, that's the definitive one. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the ringier one would be like the chase if, mm -hmm. if you were releasing figures. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that one. Jordan? Uh, I'd keep uh, my Ultimate Warrior Hasbro from when I was a kid. That figure. Green, white, or purple? Which one are we talking about? Uh, green one. Nice. So that figure sits on my desk at work. Um, I've had that figure since I was a little kid, so I'm not giving it up now. Dang. Marco, man, this is hard because there's a couple I would keep, but uh, more recently I'm gonna go with um, <clears throat> it's a Kevin Owens Elite 47, only because I believe that's the first time he's had the Universal Championship in the uh, in the packaging, if I remember correctly. That, yeah, that was the first time the universe, the Red Strap Universal Belt, got released. Yeah, then um, and that that was the day that he's uh, he won it on the the birth of my son, so. He shares. Oh, nice! Yeah, oh, yeah, so, I remember that story. Yeah, that's so right. He, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so he's born in the morning. Then that night, I was watching Kevin Owens win the uh, Universal Championship. That so, son yeah. of a bitch, Triple H. <laughs> yeah, screwed over. Seth. Turned his back on the company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keeping with the figure talk, our buddy Trey White, also known, you guys probably know him as My Damn Toys, over on YouTube and Instagram. Um, keep, he said, what's a WWE and AEW figure that you got in 2022 that disappointed you heavily? A figure that you thought was going to be so good, then discovered it was a sham. I'm pretty sure that... I don't know if I said, thought it was going to be so good because my expectations were in check from the start, but... 
the Owen, Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we need to go in deep detail. It was across the board. It was our pick for worst figures. Anybody got anything else that stands out from from Owen? Mm, so I don't have that Owen Hart. So I'm going to go with one I do have in hand. It's the Jericho Corazon de Leon. Oh yeah, it's a that figure yeah. is god awful. That might actually be a better answer because I was really excited when it got yeah. announced they were doing that, and then it ended up being shit. I kind of had I had a bad feeling about the whole Owen Hart thing from the jump. Uh. Trey also said, he he gave us another question. He said, if I sold an MDT figure for a reasonable, affordable price, would you add it to your wrestling figure collection? As long as it's in, if I can scale it with something else, all right? Trey, well, you already know it's going to be a Mattel We love scale, Trey. Dude. I mean, honestly, oh, yeah. Trey's, we, we'll probably support Trey no matter what. Like, yeah. so yeah. The, the, it, my answer personally is, as Seth is yes. As a figure collector, I would say, if I can fit it in with either Mattel's, Hasbro, Superstars, if I can, if I can make it match one other part of my collection, yeah, I would get it. But either way, yeah, Trey, if, you, if you're cooking something up and you're putting feelers out there, man, you got at least one sale. We'll, we'll buy whatever you put out. That's right. We are, we're always, uh, always fans of all things MBT. Sticking with figures, but not necessarily wrestling figures, uh, Ryan Ferguson, uh, an OG Foley fan member, says, some NECA horror figures you would like to see made. I'll kick this one off because NECA horror is definitely my, my wheelhouse. You had a sick collection. I had a point. sick collection for a while. And, you know, even since I, I sold it all, like I've gotten itchy a few times. Like when they when they released the Universal Monsters and a few others, I was just like, God. And that that Halloween um, Season of the Witch three pack, dude, that made beautiful. me, that was so beautiful. Even though that movie, like, you know, amongst a lot of fans is just kind of like a bastardization of the Halloween series. That three pack was freaking epic. NECA dude. figures are just a pain in the ass to collect, dude. Like they're yeah, they're they're so bulky, right? So you gotta have a lot of space to display them, mm-hmm. and then yeah. even just storing them, dude. Like with all the freaking they, accessories and so stuff, many like you better off just keeping the boxes, just because it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, well, that's what we would do. I would always keep the boxes, and uh, we don't keep the boxes for anything, but I would always keep the boxes for NECA just because they had the, the trays where you could keep all the extra accessories you weren't displaying because you knew you were gonna lose those. Plus, the boxes are awesome, dude, and that's what. I think with this Mattel thing where they're like, you know, going to do windowless boxes, I think it's BS. Like, you know, just give us a flap where we can at least see, you know? Yeah, like, um, like a good flap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, Ryan, I would say we need a Crypt Keeper. Uh, we haven't gotten a, a, a Crypt Keeper NECA figure. So that's that's definitely my pick. I would say also like an updated version of... Um, of the Firefly family because we yes. had like mm. the the NECAs they weren't the Ultimates uh, or the uh, what what was that they like? were like real classics yeah, yeah. The real they classics were, they weren't That's Ultimates they yeah. were like limited articulation yeah like just some of them were just only like a couple statues. yeah only a couple accessories yeah they yeah. were yeah. still very still very still cool, cool but figures, I would love but... an updated version of like the Firefly Fl- Firefly family from the Rob Zombie Easy series uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects what about you Jordan you're another horror aficionado so I was gonna say the updated um, oh, I took it from you. My bad. Sheena move. My hold bad. On, hold I did on, the Sheena thing. I did the Sheena thing. No, I do have some. I still can't believe they haven't done. Um, it wasn't a great movie, but uh, the three from hell. Like, I, I know it's not everybody's favorite Rob Zombie movie, but I liked it. And Sherry Moon Zombie and the headdress and all that stuff. I think those neckers yeah. would be awesome. So say what you I say agree. what you want about um, Rob Zombie and some of the flops he's had. All of his characters are freaking toyetic as hell, yeah. dude. Like it's and he's all, committed to his style. I don't think yeah. he's doing it for the critics now. I think he's he's had enough success and made enough good movies that I think he's just got his own fans and he's just tailoring the stuff to them. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go to the next question. David Brooks, uh advice on downsizing. 
prioritizing what's in my collection. He's I'm struggling with the mass of wrestling figures uh, that he has in particular. So I'm, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Yeah, I know I was, yeah. was going to throw it to Jordan. D- there's there, already been, Marco. yeah, there's yeah. already been, I have downsized my collection. There's been a lot of stuff I've gotten rid of, but there's also stuff that I've gotten rid of. And then like, a year later, going back and bought. Yeah, that freaking New Day set. I think you bought it like three times. The New too. Day Budio set. I bought it, sold it, bought it again, and then sold it again. So yeah, I kind of just yeah. I, I can't. I love figures so much that sometimes like I'll get rid of a figure and then like I kind of start to like miss it a little bit. It's gone, so. <laughs> yeah, I can't give you any advice on this one, Dave. I'm too all over the map. Marco, you got any sage words for uh, David Brooks about downsizing his collection? Um, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been trying to do it since like you know maybe mid last year and stuff like that. Just Taking a look, taking a look at the collection, seeing what you know, you know. Obviously, the the nostalgia type of stuff. Um, I go with that. I keep whatever is nostalgic to me, like the Warrior Collection. Probably not going anywhere. Like, I'll if if I stop like collecting all figures, I won't stop collecting Warrior figures. If they if it, Mattel comes out with one, I'm most likely gonna buy it. Um, so, so stuff like that. Um, you know, just trying to. I, I would probably say like go down to like, you know what means the most to you essentially like you i i put a post like i think it was like during the like uh sdcc last year in our in the facebook group saying like you know there's an influx of figures coming out there's like so many different companies making figures now like you know and, it, and it's you know i feel like a lot of people are gonna have like fomo um at, at yeah you point. have you have to set up boundaries yeah. i think that's the biggest thing is just create some form of boundaries yep. whether it's a quantity of figures like it can just be any figures and it's just a strict quantity per year per yeah. month whatever yep. or if it's just a specific line a specific wrestler but yep. you have to have some clear-cut yep. boundaries and i think it, it makes it easier to say no like i mean like pass on things when they don't fit within that realm of, exactly. of your of your boundaries yeah. you know what I, I mean i say live life with no limits like like <laughs> yeah. get all the cody's bring all the cody's doesn't matter who's making them. Jazz wears Mattel. Yeah, get every every uh, Cody that's ever been. I, I do think you still a, have a hell of a collection. I do think that's a good idea, Marco, about the uh, you know picking out one wrestler. That's something that I've definitely thought about and kicked around. Whenever I do eventually move on to the next phase of my collecting life, I think I might really just liquidate everything and I might try to go back and just collect every single Bret Hart figure because that's totally yeah. doable. It's, like that would, I mean, it'd still take some coin, but. I could cash out my collection right now and still have a lot of profit left over if I went back and just picked up, pieced together some old brands. And I always think those displays always look so cool. When people have like a a character specific display, like it just looks so cool because there's like so much variety there and there's so much like, you know, you can see like the figure through the ages, which I think is really cool. Um, We've had had a couple of like smaller displays like that where we've had like in our figure room, we had an Ultimate Warrior one at one point, a Seth Rollins, and then a Brett. Yeah. there's a guy on IG uh, at Canaanite. He has every Kane, Kane figure, figure ever yeah. released, and it's just it's really cool. See, see, like yeah, just like aesthetically, it looks cool. Like especially like you just use a warrior, for instance. He has so many different looks and so many different yeah, variations of like just like the colors are cool. Like it just it, it just looks like a cool display when you have have them all lined up. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's what I would go for. Just like whatever you know, whatever fits your collection, and you know, like I said, try to narrow it down to like your you know memories and stuff like that. Like you know, it definitely helps when you when you do it that way. For me, anyway, it does. So I'm trying to just uh, get all of the action figure questions off the top since we're kind of talking about it and get get a good flow going. So um, this is from Instagram at elgb2010. <laughs> That's a, it's quite the name you got there, buddy. Uh, it says, if Mattel were to stop making figures, would you still continue collecting, 
Or would you be more selective? Ooh. This is Seth, something that Seth has talked about before. Um, say, you, that, say that again. So if Mattel were to stop making figures, would you still continue to collect whoever got the next wrestling line? Or would you just like... It would depend. If the people that got... To me, I'm definitely committed to the Mattel collection, right? I'm not moving off of that. But if the people... And I'm assuming they would. If the people that got the next license, if they kept the scale the same... I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know if they would or not. If they kept the scale the same, though, I would continue to collect. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if they, if I'm having to like make a brand new collection, like I can't yeah. put them on the shelf next to my Mattels, I'm I'm off that. Jordan, are you uh, are you off the are you off the collecting bandwagon if Mattel loses their license? Uh, I think if Mattel loses their license, that'd be a major hit for wrestling figures. Um, I hope it never happens, but if it did, I'd, I'd be like Seth, kind of wait and see mode, but. Honestly, if Mattel lost the line, that might be enough for me to start moving some of these figures. Because yeah. <laughs> be fucking horrible, bro. We'll be fucking bumping. Tell me a lie for a week straight. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be worse than the news about Saudi, dude. Uh, that'd be yeah. worse than. I mean, those. honestly, yeah, dude. Like, I I go back and forth. If I'm if I'm a, I've told you guys before. If I'm a wrestling fan that collects figures, from a figure collector that likes wrestling, dude. Like, <laughs> the figures are a huge fucking part of it, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, figures underscore federation says least favorite Mattel figure of all time. Jordan, you got anybody that pops off the top of your head? Hmm. Hmm. No, I can't think of one. Seth will have better understanding of this because he knows every line. Yeah, one he's through got 100. like this weird photographic memory of like well, every. Figure I mean, there's been out. a lot of like stinkers, right? Like Ember Moon Basic, but I'm trying to think of one that like should have been really good and just flopped, man. Um, I don't know. I really didn't like that Macho Man Ultimate that we got the first one. I know a lot of people love that figure. I just I felt like there were so many better options they could have done for the first Macho Man Ultimate Edition. So mm. I don't know if that's the worst of all time, but that's that's probably my worst of the Ultimate Edition line. All right. Um, Trey again, uh, MDT wildest toy hunting story you've ever had, maybe a crazy find or a rude employee. Okay. So I know we, we've, we've, if you've been a long time listener of this show, we've definitely talked about some of our wild, uh, figure hunts. Mine was definitely when I stole those, or I didn't steal when I money in the bank (laughs) cashed in and got those those two defining moments, macho man figures that were on hold for another customer at Toys R Us and just straight up went in there and faked it and, and walked out with the figures. Yeah. Give them the, give them the quick like elevator pitch. on So what, Sheena, on what so, you know, Sheena, we, we live like 10 minutes away from a Toys R Us uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, and when we lived in Hawaii and Sheena went in there one day and, uh, cause we used to just stop by anytime we'd pass it to, to figure hunt. And this is, pr- this is before the kids, uh, came along Yeah, and, uh, Sheena's like, Hey, uh, they didn't have anything, but they had two of the new Macho Man Defining Moments sitting back behind the desk, but they said they were reserved for somebody else. And the idea, you know, a scheme immediately popped in my mind. I said, well, did they give you a name of who they were reserved for? And Sheena said, no. So I just walked in. I was in, you know, you guys know I'm in the Navy. I was in uniform. So I think that kind of bumped up my credibility a little bit. I walked into Toys R Us and I said, hey, my friend came by and put two uh, Macho Man Defining Moments figures on hold for me. And uh, they didn't ask for a name or ID or anything. They just pulled them up and... And let me check out, man. I was sweating it because, you know, sometimes like you put your card in, it's like authorizing for like feels like 45 seconds. I just kept waiting for some big ass like Hawaiian Samoan guy to come in and just fucking pound my head like a coconut. dude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I checked out, ran to the car and yeah, cashed in. Yeah, we we did um, we did get some good figure favor back because we only needed one of the figures, right? But I mean, yeah. but there we was a, there was we did two a giveaway on hold. to support Fully Posable. Yeah, this was we before the Chick Foley show, way before the Chick Foley show, uh, we we 
gave it away. I can't remember what we did, but we partnered with uh, Fully Posable. It's basically if you followed Fully Posable. Okay, yeah, yeah that was in the, that was in the Posable. early days of Fully Posable too, dude. Yeah, so uh, it was yeah. If you followed Fully Posable, you got entered to win the uh, the Macho Man. So we gave back to the to the figure gods and you know kept the the good karma in our favor. Jordan, do you get any good stories? I feel like you just like. You pound walk the into pavement, place and yeah. find him, dude. Yeah, Jordan just the figures just show up for him, dude. That's why he's the fig god, man. Yeah, like, I've yeah. never heard Jordan having any like conflict with any. He just it's like, hey, Jordan, this figure just came out today, and he's like, oh, I got it. Two I already days got ago. Yeah, yeah, I got two of them already. <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, I I've probably said some questionable things to people to make them go in the back and look for figs. Like, hey, no, my wife was here earlier, and they said they would hold them in the back, and then they go in the back, and they're like. Well, they were still in the sealed box, so I don't know how they would have been holding them. I was like, oh, I'll just take the whole <laughs> case then. That's fine. And then leave the case somewhere after I took my fig out. But I think huh. I think my best figure hunting story probably is still, um, it was probably the most excited I've ever been to find figs too, was the AEW Series 1 when I found the entire end cap and cleared the whole thing out for yeah. the Foley fam. Like, that was epic, That was a fun dude. time when the AEW figures, yeah. like those first couple series were hit. Remember when we found that case at that Walmart That's in Kentucky? Right. Yeah. It was still on the pallet seat and I grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> you could... Go ahead. <laughs> they hit the, we remember we were afraid they were going to like call on the freaking uh, <laughs> speaker. We took we snagged it off the pallet uh, by the toy section and ran over to like the home goods. And opened yeah, it up. we were because we knew other collectors might be coming in there. You I was to- worried about the employees because that was like one month after I got Jordan was there. Remember when I got scolded oh, yeah. by that Walmart employee, Jordan, That's right. for taking the. Uh, <laughs> The Motu figures <laughs> off the fucking thing. No. She's like, you just can't, you can't just be taking uh, that stuff off the Dang. off the cart. I'm about to, I'm about to send that down the down the walk of shame, dude. You need to tell him about like, uh, my son said he wanted the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a few of these. So there was one. So this is when the the Hall of Fame two packs were hitting the Wild Samoans and the um, Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango packs back in early 2017. Oh my God. Sheena had called over. The, we saw they were in stock on like Brick Seek or whatever we were using back then. And Sheena had called and gotten to put them on hold at the uh, at the customer service desk at this Target across town. So I go later on that day to go pick them up. And it's a super attractive female working behind the desk, right? Um, so I'm already like, you know, I got to be cool and stuff, dude. And I go up there and I'm like, I'm like, hey, I think my wife called and put some figures on hold, uh, some action figures on hold for our kids. This is before we had any kids also. Yeah, no kids. <laughs> no kids existed. I was like, I think my wife put some action figures on hold for the... Uh, uh, for the kids, and she goes, she had the box right there, and she said, do you remember which set uh, they were wanting? And I just played dumb. I was like, oh, there's two of them? Uh, screw it, I'll take both. I'll just take both. <laughs> yeah. So did you, was there a time you said, oh, There was another the time. So this was the Rikishi Hall of Champions figure we needed. <laughs> yeah. And again, it was another, it's always, the, I always get the hotties at Target for some reason. Another little baddie at Target, dude, was freaking, uh, she went back and pulled the case for me. And when she came back, I had the same situation. I told her my son was looking for a figure. And she was like, do you remember which one he wanted? And I was like, uh, I think he wanted the big guy. <laughs> and then she pulled out Rikishi. So. <laughs> oh, my go-to story now, I've evolved. Now I say my my son has a YouTube channel that he reviews these things on. That's a good wow. idea, actually. Jesus. I always play so I play so dumb and annoyed. I'm like, could you go check? I was like, my son's got this YouTube channel that... You know he reviews these things, so I always got to I got to go over. Wait till they ask you, like, oh, well, what's what's his uh, what's his YouTube name? What's his YouTube handle? I just make something, dude. Like- I'm not ashamed at all. They know I'm the fig god. So when I walk in, I'm like, hey, old fuck, get back there and get my figs. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Kurt Kilberg says uh, after the Kilberg, discussion, Kilberg, Kilberg, Kilberg. Okay, he says after the discussion last week, what ultimate would you like to see re-released? Marco, any ultimates you want to see? 
get the uh, get the repeat in treatment. An al- ultimate that's uh, recently that's re released. Uh, hmm. It could be any ultimate. Which ultimate would you like to see get another run on the pegs? Dang, probably Finn Balor. I think we need another. I think we need a updated a demon Finn Balor um, with the butterfly shoulders, and I think they're doing something with the legs. As well, I think they're doing like some like double jointed legs. So they have new articulation, but Action yeah. Figure Attack already came out and said these are going to be straight reproductions. Like they're not yeah. adding any of the new articulation to the, any whatever Woods yeah. got released the first time Boo. is what's coming back out. Um, so our <clears throat> excuse me, Ooh. our buddy Sambro says, can you give the origins of using and in quotations mage M A G E? He said, I never hear it outside of the Foley fam. Um, so we adopted that. Thing. Yeah. We adopted that from, um, cheap heat. Like we've been day- short for major. Yeah. Major. Like, but it's, it's, so it's, if you're, if you're spelling it out, like if you're going to use it, you know, in context, like with wrestling or whatever, I always do like capital M A J is yeah. how, you know, cause it's short, it's short for major. major. So you just say, Oh, that's mage, you know, instead of, and they used to say major. major a lot. So, you know, like it's just one of their sticks. And before there was Chick Foley, before there was Chick Foley show, I was a, a dedicated, I'm still am, but I, I was dedicated listener of a uh, cheap heat podcast and I just picked it up as part of my vernacular and I even used it. Seth had to stop me. Yeah. I, so I know, like I said, it's, it could, I know it could be mildly infuriating when she does it on here. Cause not everybody's cheap heat listeners. She does it talking to our, you know, for lack of a term, civilian friends, you know, people that don't even follow wrestling. She'll just drop it. I'm just like, think about it. Sam bro's a wrestling fan and he doesn't, he didn't know what the hell you're talking about when you say it. So what do you think other people are thinking when you're like, Oh yeah, it's mage. I'm just like, Oh yeah. I'm the, literally like face palm emoji. That, that, that pile yeah, of Seth compost is mage. You're like, leave, yeah. leave your wrestling we target were, at home, Mark. Jeez. I know. We were uh, we were going to work function for Seth. And w- as we were walking out the door, he said, I just want to remind you that nobody here is going to know what mage or repug means. Or jobber. Or like, jobber. Or jobber. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, loves to use wrestling lingo and regular conversation. <laughs> I do. Come on. Who doesn't? Sheena <laughs> does use that as shitload now that I think about it. Like, every other word out of your mouth is wrestling mage vernacular. Is mage. Where most people would say, oh, that's cool, She's, she uses mage. Dude. Yeah. Mage and uh, repug. But, dude, but you can actually I use that. Dude, that's, I mean, those are yeah, actually I words I, I, I mean, dude, and you know what? I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, yeah, because I listen to Cheap Heat. I totally get it. But I don't think anybody, I think anybody else, like Sambro said, they hear Mage. They're thinking fucking Elder Scrolls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, like, man, Sheena must really be into RPGs. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, that's where the that's where the origins of Mage uh, came from. It's not a it's not a Sheena original. It is a uh, Peter Rosenberg original Uh statement. So I'll give all the credit to him, but I've definitely adopted it as part of my, as part of my everyday lingo. Uh, Brian Vermeer, he says, if you were independently wealthy and did not have to work, what would you do with your time? I mean, pretty much the same stuff I do now. Just hang out with the kids and watch wrestling, play video games. Probably, probably travel to more wrestling shows. Yeah. I think that'd be the only thing I'd really do different. Pump. Yeah, I if I were I, I would I would definitely dive more into um like we talked about earlier just like you know the the farming aspect and getting more animals yeah and become kind more self sufficient yeah, yeah. I'd probably go deeper on that but 
it'd be minor changes. I don't, it, like I said, I would, I definitely wouldn't spend, I, I would just not spend any time working anymore. That'd be the biggest oh, yeah. thing. In a, in a pre, in a pre COVID world, I would say I would like to travel a lot more, but like now with all the shit that happens, anytime you go to an airport, like flights getting canceled, delayed, like all the, like I, everybody that I know that's traveled in the last six months, it's been an absolute headache. For I'm them. just doing road trips though, dude. They're getting it. I mean, if we yeah. win the lottery, dude, like, yeah, I'm getting a nice RV and, yeah, we'll road trip it all over the country. Yeah, I, I I'm, agree. All, I'm all for road trips. Fuck, road trips, fuck flying, dude. I love a good road trip, though. Yeah, flying. But I mean, I you know, I would love to go back to Hawaii or you know, see some places overseas and stuff. But yeah, other than that, like, just I'm I'm a homebody for the most part. What about you guys? What are you gonna do with your wealth, Jordan? I'm buying a private jet and I'm gonna land that bitch right in the middle of you guys' street whenever I want to. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay her down right in the middle of the street and you're just gonna well, you know, you know you're gonna have to come here and build the runway, right? Yeah. Oh my so God. You, you, I mean you, just you, add it to my list of chores when I get there, I guess. That's right. What about you, Marco? Man, just probably travel, travel with the family. Um I I'd like I'd like to do worldly travels. Um definitely wanna go to Japan more specifically. I've always wanted to, you know, uh, taking the culture and stuff like that in Japan. And stuff I was like trying that. to sell Sheena on moving to Japan because I could have done yeah. that for work, but she wouldn't buy it. Oh, man, me. dude. I, like I said, I I'll just, move with you. I want to check out but that. But we had kids. Like the, you know, I just didn't want to take the kids. That I mean, I know like a lot of people take their families there and stuff, and everybody I know that's been there has been happy. It'd like, be rough being, being that far away from grandparents and stuff. Dude, we'll just, yeah. I think it'd be a cool experience. We'll, we'll, just get a, sure. we'll get a legal partnership, and we'll just we'll, we'll fly to Japan just me and you, and you can leave Sheena. Yeah, the, back with the, the thing kid. about it is, is, so you know, I always think like, oh, I would like to go like travel and see the world and stuff. But there's so much of the United States, and I've been a lot of places in the United States, but there's still so much of the United States that I haven't even seen that's just like freaking incredible, you know. So I would love to go to all the national parks and mark those off my list. And like, there's just there's so many. I want, I want to go to the Yellowstone Ranch, go to Nebraska <laughs> and see the corn stalks and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah I want to go see. I want to go see Jordan in Nebraska and see all the cornfields. Fields for sure. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. Continuing with Brian, uh, he says, uh, "Who was your childhood actor or actress actress crush?" Hmm. Well, it's got, oh. you got to say female actor in twenty twenty three. You can't say. Uh, I really had a big thing for Alicia Silverstone right around like the Aerosmith videos and Clueless time. That's the only one that's kind of like popping off. Man. Yeah, you had a you had a um, you know a teenage crush on um, Lindsay Lohan. You were a, you were a Lindsay I mean, Lohan. Lindsay guy. Lohan was pretty hot. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh. I had to go with Leo. Leo, I've, I've grown out of my love for Leo because I think he's kind of gross now. Like I just I don't know why. I just I don't I don't really vibe with Leo anymore. But for like pretty much my entire life, um, I've had the biggest girl crush on uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sorry, yeah. no Jordan's was Trish Stratus. Nope. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. I yeah. had one before that. But uh, so Sheena's crush was definitely What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Leo, not Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, Leo. Oh, right. Bro, I've seen What's Eating Gilbert right. Grape so many times. <laughs> Don't play. I, dude, that movie is... It's, it's a good-ass it's, movie. It's, yeah. it's very like sad and heartfelt, but dude, it's just a really I don't think it's movie. one of Leo's best. I just feel like he's kind of like That's a phenomenal a little bit, but yeah. I feel like definitely one of Johnny Depp's Johnny best Depp. movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, good stuff. My uh, actress crush was Cindy Crawford when I was a kid. I love Cindy Crawford, dude. She was like, yeah, for a while there, like she was just presented as like the absolute like sexiest woman in the world. I would have. What about you, uh, Marco? Dang, mine's mine's. I'm not sure if it's obscure or not, but uh, mine was uh, Elizabeth Shue. If you remember who that is, Adventures of Babysitting Karate Kid. Was she? uh, Was she? Adventures in Babysitting? Yeah, and Karate Kid yeah. as well. 
Yeah. The, uh, yeah, she's a cutie. Yeah, man. I don't know why, but that was mine. All right. Um, Philip Dunnett. This question oh, comes. Oh, this question comes all the way from uh, overseas. Tell him what he's going to ask that me. guy. He said it's actually a very benign question okay. and, a, and, a, and a relevant one too. He says, "Will you be watching The Last of Us?" Yeah, me and Sheena got it on our list. I think we're gonna we're watching. We started watching Wednesday last night. We want to wait until we get about a handful of episodes. Yeah, so uh, we can binge them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I was a big fan of. Uh, the original game on PS3, um, and all, it looks like it's been good reviews for the show yeah. so far. Yeah, and it's got uh, Bella Ramsey, I think's her name. She put, I, I know her as Liana Mormont. She was yep. a freaking beast in Game of Thrones, like this little Lame chick. Of Thrones. Yeah, Lady uh, Mormont. Whatever. Yeah, Lady Mormont was an absolute behemoth, and I loved her. So I'm, I'm really excited to see her in something else. So. Yeah, I'm I, definitely gonna be watching the last I watched, of us. And I mean zombie apocalypse movies, like here for that. I watched it last night, the first episode, and it it is phenomenal. It is uh everything everyone's making it out to be. So as of right now, it's the top rated TV show of all time. Yeah. Wow. That's what's up, man. I think hopefully that really kind of turns the corner for video game adaptations. Cause you know, for so many years, dude, like video game based movies have always sucked. I think it's because it was the wrong medium, dude. I think TV shows are the way to go, man. Yeah, yeah. Video, games. video games are usually like 50, 60, 70 hour experiences, and it's just hard to condense that down to, you know, 120 minutes in the movies. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Marco, you're going to be watching The Last of Us? Of course. Yeah, definitely watch uh, the Resident Evil. They had a they have a series on uh, on Netflix that was pretty good. Um um, not as obviously not as good as uh, Last of Us, but it was uh they did they did the story right as opposed to the if you remember those Resident Evil movies. But the, those um, movies were batshit crazy. What, what was, was it? What was her name? Mila, it was it was Mila Jovanovich, jo- jo- something like yeah. that. Yeah, the movies were like fucking, were cool. somebody played like twenty minutes of Resident Evil, dropped some acid, and was like, "I got an idea <laughs> yeah. for an eight eight picture cinematic universe." Man. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, the show's pretty good. It focuses on the umbrella. Um, corporation and stuff like that. Not so much on the, you know, crazy, you know, things that happen in the video game, but definitely watch it if you can. Um, Tony Barker hits us with, with all of the streaming services available to viewers, which in quotes, other than Peacock, of course, Dang. do you watch the most and which ones would you stay away from? This varies Ooh. for me. We're, we, we're streaming heavy. Yeah. We cut Same cable here. in 2017 and, Wait, so we get, my mom does Netflix and we share her. So we've been getting Netflix for free for going on fucking 15 years now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get HBO Max for free because we have AT&T internet. Yeah. And then we got Paramount Plus and Peacock because both of those are like five bucks a and month. Hulu. I mean, that's basically free. Yeah. Yeah. And we do Hulu for our basic cable. Hulu's there. Hulu's about to get their ass cut though, dude. Like Hulu's the fucking, they have a price jump like every three months. I, I know. That's the biggest thing. And I, I hate it because I love Hulu because all of my trash reality shows are on Hulu. And I like to just like when I'm just like vegging out at the end of the night, like I like to put on some Bravo um, Hulu shows. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it's, it's got the, I think Hulu out of all, like out of Hulu, YouTube TV, Sling, I think like Fubo, I think it's got the the most polished live TV like yeah. app. Yeah. But if YouTube TV ends up, um, incorporating the NFL network uh, or excuse me, the NFL Sunday ticket into it. I'd probably going to make a switch, man, because I'm definitely not getting my money's worth on Hulu at this point. Yeah. So I would, I'd probably stay and away from Hulu, but that's jumps though too. Like, yeah, it's they're not, going it's, up like 15 bucks. It's not like a months. dollar, you know, a year or something like yeah, that. When we first started, I think we were paying like 40 bucks a month and now it's like 70 something a month, man, for Hulu. Um, 
but I do like it. I'm st- it's strictly just the price though. So I would say if you're jumping into the streaming game and looking for like your base, like live TV provider, I would stay away from Hulu. Um, I don't know, George, what's, what's kind of your streaming preferences? Huh. So I have direct TV obviously, cause I had to have Sunday ticket and I, uh, I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of streaming games or anything because I fucking hate getting updates or somebody texts me or whatever. But obviously, I'm gonna have stay to, out. You obviously, I'm gonna have to get over that next year because it's gonna all be streaming. So um, it definitely is a delay. But um, Netflix is definitely the the app we use yeah. the most. I mean, Netflix gets so much run at our house. So I was gonna say, like, if you're just gonna get, you're just gonna have one. Netflix is is pretty is pretty major. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you have Stranger Things. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, of course. And they used to have The yeah, Office, they which was a out, huge... The thing about Netflix, they put out just so much shit. I think they're starting to struggle a little bit on the actual, like, legacy movies, right? Like, it seems yeah. like yeah. they're definitely much more in the business of just original content. Yeah. Um. So, if you're looking for old movies, that's not it. But if you're just looking for something to watch, like, yeah, you can't beat the value of Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Quick, A uh, quick hitter from Randy Smith. Rocco's Modern Life or Hey Arnold? Ooh. This is tough. This is a really tough one because he picked two. Like, I you know, I, I love Nicktoons. I am a Nicktoons lover. I would say Hey Arnold's the sentimental favorite just because, you know, it's about childhood and stuff. It's a lot of like warm moments. If I'm talking just like critically, I think Rocco's Modern Life was definitely like more unique and had more humor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Going so I think Rocco. Rocco's Modern Life would probably hold up better as an adult, but I probably got more love for Hey Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Marco? Yeah, I'm going Rocco. Rocco's modern life. Rocco. Both shows are tremendous, man. Yeah, they're they're like, they're by a hair. You know what I mean? It really depends on what category you kind of Yeah, like I said, I think Rocco's the better show, but I like Hey Arnold. Yeah. All right, Jordan? I would probably go Hey Hey Arnold just because I watched it more. I mean, I love Rocco's modern life, but just, I don't know. Hey Arnold just. I think Hey Arnold had a lot more episodes too, man. Rocco didn't have, Rocco was kind of a short run, dude. It had a short, memorable run. Yeah, I I think so too. I'm going to go with Hey Arnold, uh, move it football head. I mean, that's just a, you know, I mean, it's a classic uh, quote. And I just feel like, yeah. The cool thing about Rocco too, going back and watching it is, you know, Rocco was made by the same guy, Steven Hillebrand, that made SpongeBob. Yep. And you can see a lot of the tone and style of humor. Uh-huh. Um, carry over from Rocco to SpongeBob, yeah. so you know it's kind of like the spiritual predecessor to to SpongeBob. So that I think that kind of boosted up a few don't, notches, yeah. also. But probably my two favorite Nicktoons, man. Don't forget yeah. about Cat Dog. Doug, Doug is pretty awesome yeah. too. I love Doug. Doug. Hey, cat, I don't know. I love them all. You don't like Cat oh, Dog? Yeah. yeah. Cat, cat, uh, no, cat Dog was good. Dude, Angry Beavers, <laughs> Wild Thornberries. Like even yeah, like even when they got into Red like the Stimpy. second round of shows, they were good. Oh, Red and Stimpy was questionable for kids, but. I mean, it was questionable for kids, but we were in the age where, like, kids were watching Beavis and Butthead oh, yeah. and, like, the MTV era. Like, they had to have something a little more edgy to compete with that because, I And mean, it was always the last show on SNCC, too. It came yeah. out at 8.30, so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. SNCC, the last show on SNCC was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. I thought Are You Afraid of the Dark came on at 8, and then I remember Ren and Stimpy being last. I thought it went Doug, then all that, then Are You Afraid of the Dark, and this then Ren and Stimpy was last. I yeah. love all that. I could be off on that, but. I always thought That's I always thought the last one was "Are You Afraid of the Dark." Yeah, we'll, have, so we'll have too. to pull up the old yeah. Snick uh, lineup and, and give you guys. Are you afraid of the dark? That was at the top of the hour. They, they have those. Give you guys a uh, an update. Paramount Are you Afraid Plus. of the Dark was last. Paramount Ooh, Plus. Boom! Get that. Told you. What? Paramount. The, the Plus. very earliest one was uh, Clarissa, then Roundhouse, then Ren Stimpy, oh, then Are You Afraid Clarissa. of the Dark? Clarissa. Oh, I love Clarissa. That was my other crush. Was Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> yeah, Melissa Joan Hart was dreamy. Um, all right, 
Chris Chiara, I just found out, I always feel like I'm butchering his name. Um, so Chris, I apologize. Definitely correct me. Uh, I just found out that he's like, he comes from a long line of bagel makers. Like he owns his own bagel <laughs> shop. Nice, dude. Love a good, love a good bagel maker. I, mean, I, yeah. I don't so hate he, it. He, uh, he, it's he, one thing that chaps my ass to somebody that can't make a fucking bagel. He, he claims he has the best everything bagel in the biz Ooh, today. Okay. So, um, he, his, so he hit us. I mean, let's plug his business. Where's he, where's he based out of? Is these guys on spot or what? Well, so, let me, I'll have to, I'll have to ask, answer, ask us the question and then we, you do some quick research. Yeah, or send, yeah okay. he, can, he can send us something. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll judge him. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, dude, send me some dry ice, we'll like, some, some frozen. Yeah. We'll have bagel mania, dude. Yeah, um, but, uh, Chris Chiari says, it's a bagel related question. Shit Everything, chat. sesame, poppy, onion, cinnamon, raisin. What really is the best bagel? Ooh, so, Chris, I don't want no heat with you, man. For me, bagels like fucking last option, dude. Like what? if I'm starving, what? If I'm like, if I'm starving man. and there's like no other options other than getting a bagel. Apologies to the family of Chris uh, Kiara. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll grab a bagel. And to me, man, like if if I'm doing a bagel, I want just a plain Jane bagel. And I'm smearing some Philadelphia cream Dude, cheese on there what the and calling fuck? it a day. You just insulted his long line. I just don't <laughs> like bagel bagels, bagels, bro. Dude, they're super tough. They're dense as a motherfucker, dude. Like, they're I just not tough. If you have a good, if bagel, you have a good it's bagel, not bagel, tough. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, they're like chewy, dude. At best, they're chewy, right? No, soft. I mean, they're like tough to eat. I don't know, dude. I just you've never had a man. tough bagel. Me, man. Bagel guy, dude. Oh, I, I've ate probably like eight bagels my entire. We're losing listeners. Stop talking. So so he um. He doesn't have any uh, workplaces to show on his Facebook. We'll, we'll have to give you the plug next yeah, week. Yeah, Chris, Chris, write us back. Give but, us all the details. We'll plug your bagel biz. Dude, let me. He left a. As I was. I was scrolling. He left a review on Bagels Express <laughs> Satake. He said bagels aren't boiled. Way too much air. Wish they were more traditional instead of trying to be gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He Hell left yeah. a bagel review. Uh, Jordan, you sound pretty passionate about oh. bagels. Get what, what's your uh, what's your bagel of choice? I am definitely a bagel man. I like uh, everything <laughs> and onion bagels. Like Ooh, those are yeah. those are the big hitters. There's a bagel place in Omaha. Um, it's a it's been open like 30 years, and they moved here from New York. So you're getting kosher bagels and everything. And yeah, they got some hitters in there. They make egg salad fresh every day. Um, all their all their cream cheeses are made fresh daily. Like, yeah, yeah. it's we're pretty spoiled to have this place in Omaha. We, so, yeah, we have a Marcos. Marcos from the northeast. He's northeast. Uh, that's yeah, bagel northeast. That's, that's bagel. That's bagelville, dude. Yeah, they, what, yeah. They, what do you, What are your thoughts on bagels? Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, onion is my is my favorite. We we have a couple of places here. We have Brugger's Bagel, and then there's a, a place called Bagel World that's pretty much like everywhere um, in Massachusetts, and it's they. Same thing, same same place as uh Jordan's place. Uh, fresh cream cheese, fresh everything every single day. Um, they make the bag like you can actually see them actually doing the bagels like behind, like they're not hidden away anywhere. You can actually see everyone working and uh actually making the bagels. They're fresh, dude. It's it's yeah, no, it's I'm about I'm about to blow your team. mind, Marco. We got Brugger's bagels in Omaha. Oh, there we go. Oh, see that? No, it's worldwide. What a flex. What a, what a flex. freaking flex. From if we got him in Omaha, it ain't shit. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the bagel peaked with bagel bites as kids, man. There's never oh A bagel has never God. met bagel bites. That's, that's, why you, that's why you think bagels are tough, dude, because you microwave, you nuke those mofos until they were like rubber. Yeah. Bagel bites were delicious, dude. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza anytime. Pizza at supper time. Oh, pizza yeah, with pizza's if, on a bagel. You can have you pizza can. anytime. 
Yeah, I, I am a I'm a sweet bagel. I do love like a good everything um, bagel, like with some cream cheese and some like greens or some you know salmon on there. Like oh, I'm I'm, there I'm here for that. But um, a cinnamon raisin bagel, like with all like the little crumblies and stuff on the top, with like um, cinnamon cream cheese uh, or like oh like a sweet cream cheese in the middle. Do they make a French mm. toast bagel at a uh, Bagel World? Oh my god, oh. dude! They got a the <sighs> cinnamon crunch one here, and then they put a uh, honey walnut cream cheese on it. Bro, that's right in my freaking wheelhouse, dude. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know how Chris, I don't know how Chris feels about that. I don't know if that's one of the traditional bagels or if it's trying to be too gourmet. But uh, yeah, a cinnamon crunch bagel with like some cinnamon or some honey walnut cream cheese, like. Yes, I'm gonna, bring, eat, I'm gonna bring some up. down WrestleMania weekend. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock Seth's world with these bagels. He's gonna, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like anybody's... go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say, I feel like you have the Arthur Fest right now going. Uh, just, to, <laughs> just, like, just don't know how, I mean, bagels are just nothing to me. I just don't know how anybody's ever excited for bagels. Like I said, bagel is like if I'm at like a conference or something, that's like the only like snack option available. So, it's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll take a bagel, dude. I prefer like if I'm having like a breakfast sandwich, I want it on like some like toast or like a biscuit. That's or that's, croissant. That's my preferred croissant's okay too. Sometimes the croissants are too bready, but um, but I'm not gonna be mad at like a bagel with cream cheese, dude. Like if a bagel sandwich, I feel oh. like sometimes there's a little bit too much bread for like a bagel like sandwich with yeah. all the things. But like a bagel with just like a smear of cream cheese, like mm. yes, sir. undefeated yeah, for yes, me. Sir. That that's survival mode food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I just don't think you've had a good enough bagel. Dude. Yeah, just, that's yeah. what I, that, I think so too. I think we need to to take Seth to to a bagel. There, dude, there was this awesome bagel shop. It was called like um, Horgos or something like that uh, down in Norfolk, and it was right beside the coffee shop that I loved. And I never freaking went there, and I'm now I'm pissed exactly. Off. You lived there three years, dude. We were like ten minutes away from downtown Norfolk, and you still couldn't be bothered. Probably because Seth was in the car, and he's like, "If you fucking stop there, I'm <laughs> exactly, fucking driving exactly. off." We were never gonna stop there. As a, like, it always had to be me, and I probably had both kids with me. I'm not taking both kids in this freaking bagel shop, yeah. dude. Like, on a, on a whim. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so this one could probably. I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss this one to Jordan because. Uh, Seth and Jordan are doing like freaking deep dive research on the Royal Rumble right now. <laughs> Seth and Jordan doing it. Seth doing it. Yeah, there ain't no <laughs> Jordan. What's the research? Maybe for? I should pass. Maybe I should pass it to Seth. Our buddy uh, Mike, you know Mikey Workrate from um, the Extra Cooler Show. Shout out to our, our Pod Foundation brethren over at the Extra Cooler Show. Uh, worst Royal Rumble entrant ever. <laughs> uh, dude, there's so many, dude. Like, yeah, me and Jordan are gonna get into it, but there's. Just some repug ones, dude. Like it's if I had to pick worst ever, I would say like I would say something like Drew Carey, just because yeah. I don't know why Drew Carey was allowed oh to be in the world. That spot like from that the was like a stored away. I forgot about yeah. Drew Carey. <laughs> I was not expecting so to I, hear Drew Carey's name on the Chick Fil A show. I will tonight. go Drew Carey just because he stands out, and it's impossible to pick between all the absolutely just. No name, no heat, no star power wrestlers that have made appearances in the Royal Rumble. Um, was keeping with the rumble theme. David Brooks says, are the fans, uh, are the, is the fans need for a bunch of Royal rumble entrance surprises overhyped? I mean, I think it's, it's definitely gotten to a point where they're just never going to be satisfied. Right. They're yeah. the Royal rumble surprise thing. Like yeah. all, whatever we end up getting, it's just never going to be able to live up to the anticipation, especially nowadays in the internet age. And I don't know if it ever really did, man. I feel like people kind of put rose colored glasses yeah, I can on see the that. Royal rumble surprises. Like, 
to me, man, if you get like, you know, a good NXT call up that, that shows up, a couple nostalgia acts that come back, and then, you know, maybe one guy who's been out for injury for a while, I think you're good. Like, I don't really know. I mean, what, I don't really know what the, aside from Cena in 2008, I don't really know what truly like legendary Edge War Rumble returns. Edge 2020. Yeah, Edge. Okay. Edge yeah, Edge was one. awesome. That's a good call, Marco. But the, the anticipation is always there, and I think people are just always going to be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know what they can do to really live up to it. True. But I think, I think announcing like, you know, 25 of the 30 Royal Rumble entrants, I think is always kind of just like, eh, like it, it just doesn't leave a much, much to the imagination, you know, like, I don't think it has to be like the most epic surprise all the time. Like, you know, like you said, like John Cena or edge or anything like that. But sometimes I just like to like get an organic pop of like, Oh wow. You know, I still, (laughs) I still think the greatest Royal Rumble um, surprise ever is AJ Styles in 2016. Oh yeah, Ooh, that's, that a, that's a good. That's I don't a good even think it's too, close Jordan. either, honestly. Like I, I'll never forget him coming out because I was really into TNA um, for a good ten years, probably longer than that. Um, are, you, are you not still into TNA? No, no, no. I'm not into it anymore at all. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he is talking to actual TNA. No, yeah, it's an ass. Exactly. No, I'm talking at that time. Albert. At that time, 2016, I mean, dude, AJ Styles has been a TNA lifer and just the fact that they brought him into WWE and presented him such as like such a big deal and just knowing where he's at now, like looking back on that, I just could have never imagined he'd be as big as he is now. Yeah, that was the equivalent of if Kenny Omega came over right now. I mean, AJ Styles was the best wrestler in the world whenever he made that debut at the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of comebacks... um, our buddy Mapti, he sent this in from Instagram. So all Map- the way from Alaska. All the way from Alaska. Uh, Mapti dot nine oh seven. I'm assuming that's the uh, uh, Alaska zip code. <laughs> uh, he said the latitude longitude. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Adam Cole coming back? Should he become a manager or a part timer? That's the question. No comment. So, oh, we've 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 gone we've shot hard. I thought, on, I thought the on, promo was great Wednesday night. Yeah. I still so what do you see as the future for Adam Cole? I personally still think he can be a main eventer and even a champion. I mean, that's just me. Maybe I'm just hopeful. I, I get the size comparisons and things like that. But, dude, I mean, he proved it last Wednesday night. When that dude is on, he's on, and that promo was awesome. I mean, everybody's I think, happy. Dude, I think that. he wins the world championship in 2023. I think you're 100% right, man. I think yeah. he's primed for a huge babyface run, and – I think he's going to get that belt. I could totally see him being the one to take it from MJF. I mean, who else is really on the radar right now Nobody. to be the next uh, so you be the next champ? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure MJF's going to cheat his way to beating uh, Daniel Bryan. I could totally see, you know, maybe it all out this year. You know, maybe we go to September with MJF as champ and Adam Cole gets that belt. You don't think he's going to? You don't think he's going to have a long title run, MJF? I don't think. I mean, if he holds it till September, that's almost a year that that's he held a the belt. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a solid reign, and I don't think they ever want to. I mean, you're not going to be able to match what WWE is doing right now. So I think, you know, I think AEW's traditionally gone like two to three pay-per-views on all their title reigns. And even though MJF's doing a really good job, I don't see any need for him to hold it yeah. longer than, than that. Yeah, I think I it'd see- be foolish for them to go too long with this title reign, too. Because yeah. then people are going to be like, oh, they're trying to do what WWE did with reigns. Yeah. And I just I, I just think it'd be stupid. You, you can't. We got to get over that. Yeah, it's not even that. Yeah. It's I think it's with MJF too. It's I think I don't think he needs a title. 
to prove that he's, you know, who he is. Yeah, he's had it once now, so they yeah. can always say former world champion, right? Yeah. He's got that kind of checked off the box. And yeah, you're right. He could be super entertaining and have really compelling yeah. storylines without having the title yeah. involved. Agreed. Johnny JB says, if you were a wrestler, what would your wrestling name be? Um, I think we got something else to announce with Johnny JB, don't you, Sheen? I do. Johnny JB, uh, congratulations. You are the winner of the Elite 95 Big E. So uh, congrats, dude. I want to go ahead and read your question. Uh, if you're a wrestler, what would your wrestling name be? I mean, mine's got to be uh, a Godwina. That's my that's my Godwina. gimmick. Now, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm the dirty white boy. That's that's my gimmick. I'm working with. It's gonna be yeah, like you, you've had that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's gonna be like early Steve Austin when he was still a heel, but even more like chicken shit heelish. <laughs> Dang. What What about you, Marco? I don't even. I don't know. I never thought of it. Probably not DC. So not Daniel Cormier, that would be my uh, wrestling name. <laughs> the fake Daniel Cormier, like yeah. fake Razor and fake Diesel. Jordan, what are you going with, dude? My nickname's always been J-Dub, so we'll just go with that. I think you should just be my heavy, dude. You should be the, J-Dub should be the, like the Diesel to the Dirty White Boys HBK, man. I agree. Great. Sounds right. great. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be a lackey. Forget that. Kilberg hit us with another one. He said, what's your favorite N64 game? Um, Seth? WCW versus NWO Revenge. I know No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 were better games, but I had the most uh, the most fun and had the most playtime on, on Revenge. Jordan? I have two. It, it's definitely a tie up top. It is WCW NWO Revenge, and it's also Goldeneye. I think my friends played Goldeneye way too many hours. <laughs> Marco, were you an N64 man? Yeah, man. I was going to say WCW uh, versus NWO World Tour is probably one of my favorite. That's a fun one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Revenge, were basically identical games yeah. just with different rosters. Zelda Ocarina of Time, yes. for the longest, I said that was my all-time favorite game, but I've gone back and played it a couple times. I've tried to get back into it in, um, the last couple years, both on actual N64 and then on the virtual console on Brett's uh, Nintendo Switch. And I feel like that game is just aged horribly, man. I know it's unfair to judge it off that, but it just doesn't hold up. While WCW and WO Revenge, I can still have fun firing that up, man. Like, Jordan, I think when you come out for WrestleMania weekend, we need to just get some beers, dude, and do like a 40-man battle royal on that game. Wow, this is a moment. I've always heard you say Zelda Ocarina of Time was uh, yeah, your all-time just, favorite. I mean, it was great for its time, dude. The time it came out was really good, but it definitely it hasn't held up as much. While you can still have a ton of fun with those old wrestling games. All right, Brian Vermeer, do you think we will see any major stars signed with WWE now that the rumors of a sale are looming? Who do you see jumping to AEW from WWE? I think Sami Zayn would. So let's just play out the darkest timeline and say they sell to Saudi. I think Sami will definitely jump. Other than that, dude, money talks, man. And like, I'm not even mad at anybody. I think yeah. that you're going to see, if that does happen, at least in the short term, you're going to see a ton of money get pumped into the company. Um, and and people are going to cash out. More power to them. Because at the end of the day, you got a responsibility to your family to secure their financial future. So I agree. even though I don't like it, I fucking hate it. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I'm not going to judge any wrestlers that you know stay on board or or resign or whatever if if that goes to pass. I mean, I don't know, Jordan. What do you think, man? Do you see anybody else aside from Sammy like immediately jumping ship if uh, if they sign with Saudi? I think Owens would probably jump too, honestly, just because of True. his relationship yeah. with Sammy. Um, he seems pretty grounded, principally too. And both those guys cashed out on their last WWE contract, so they don't necessarily need the money. Yeah, you're right. 
That that would really be. I mean, th- that's the only two that have ever stood out to me as people that definitely wouldn't be there. There's probably others that we don't know about, like their beliefs mm-hmm. and stuff backstage. Well, yeah. obviously the women. If, if the women, it's if they're yeah. sold to Saudi, the women are gone. Like we we know that's probably <laughs> yeah. going to happen. So, I mean that that'd be really the only ones I could think of. Wow. Yeah. That would that would just be wild, dude. Yeah. Like, to see all the women um, jump ship or like go away or the whole women's. Like wrestling just changed. Dude, they have let women wrestle over there, man. They have so let women sorry. wrestle. Come, but we've gone from them being in t-shirts to them being in those like full body suits that are somehow like more revealing than their normal ring gear. True. Wet I mean, suits. true. But do you see them letting yeah. you know Charlotte's freaking you know ever changing titties just bounce around everywhere like all the time? Like I don't know. Uh, ever changing titties work. is a great band name. <laughs> yeah. Should be a tribute band. We are ever changing titties. We're a Charlotte Flair tribute band. Ever changing titties. <laughs> Woo. All right. MDT hit us with another one. Favorite athlete outside of wrestling. Favorite athlete of all time. Dang. I'm. I mean, I gotta say, you gotta say Michael Jordan for me. What about you, Seth? Um. Yeah, I go Michael Jordan. Ken, Jordan. Ken Griffey Jr. Dang. Okay. Uh, Marco, go with Bo, Bo Jackson. All right, hold on, real quick. Let me pull up the rest of these. Okay, Zach Hertzler. Speaking of Zach Hertzler, we gave him a shout out at the top of the show for sending us a beer care package. If you were a wrestler, what would your entrance theme be? Marco is our as our music aficionado. Do you have a, a entrance? Man, a no. entrance theme you want to use? No, not nothing. No, not even. I can't. Yeah. Mine's right with the gimmick, yeah. "Dirty White Boy" by Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, what about you? Mine would be "Knights in White Satin." I don't even know what that. I probably have no idea what that is. I was today years old when I knew it's there was a song the, called "Knights in White Satin." You've heard it before. Knights it's the Moody Blues. Knights in White Satin. Of course, you've heard that song. <laughs> you've heard it before. I've never heard that. You've dude. Really, Knights uh, in White you're Satin. You're trolling. There's no there's way. There's no God, way. Dude. There's no. absolutely no way you've never heard this song. I've never heard it. I was, you've never I, heard we'll that pull either. it up no, after no, no. the show ends. Seth, dude, Seth, Seth is like I'm one of the music biggest fucking music buff, dude. Yeah, like I had a huge music catalog. I've never heard that song. He's, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> I do no not believe way. it. I don't believe it. There's You're no lying. Way. We'll follow up next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that song up as soon as we go off the air, guys, and we'll we'll follow up and let you know oh if I have in fact heard "Nights in White Satin" or not. Wow, by the Moody wow. Blues? What the? You never? Yeah, it's not I, ringing a bell. Not ringing Dang. a bell for me either. Uh, Dougie Nunya, what do you think of this pitch black match and Wyatt and L.A. Knight? Uh, will it be an actual wrestling uh, wrestling match or mini movie like him and Cena had? Anything you'd personally like to see come of it or anyone? I think it's going to be a. Um, I think it's going to be a, a hardcore match with weird lighting. Um, <laughs> hardcore and, match with you weird know, lighting. I, I hope it ends with Bray Wyatt just you know fucking soaking uh, L.A. Knight in just a pool of uh, Mountain Dew pitch. That's black. what yeah, <laughs> Kyle Peterson. Kyle Peterson replied and said, "I think it'll just be a pool of Mountain Dew pitch black. Loser gets thrown in a mountain." Pool yeah, they could. Dew. Yeah, they could work the uh, do the Mimosa Mayhem match, but it's a pool of Mountain Dew pitch oh, black. So. God. I'm all about it, dude. I'm ready for the Baja Blast match, the Code Red. Like, let's keep this fucking Mountain Dew thing going. Blast. <laughs> the Baja Blast match. The Baja Beach Blast. Oh, I just gosh. want this to end. I'm fucking so over this thing. It's dude, Code stupid. Red would be a sick match. Like a co- You can have the uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, you can have the Hell in a Cell with the red lighting. Yeah, that'd yeah. be sick. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for it. No, let's just, no, let's stop. <laughs> We've already seen um, the red lighting. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> Brian Baker says, uh, if you could come up with a custom Seth Rollins gear, what would it be? Says our um, biggest Seth Rollins fan. Seth, what would you, what would you come up with? So, dude, I, not to get too far off topic of the question, I think Seth's a dark horse to win the Rumble, dude. Like, he is over big time as a baby face right now, man. Um, and I would go with a slight remix on the SummerSlam 2015 gear and just go all white. Like, straight up, just all white gear, nothing else. I think that would be sick to see him go to battle. Well, remember, he was supposed Roman. to, um, at Mania, he was supposed to wear like this wedding. I uh, remember when um, the guy, Sasha's husband, I can't remember his name. Mikazi. Yes, he uh, he was going to make Rollins this like white wedding gear type, like with all lace and everything. So it still matches like the the drip god gimmick. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe they could pull that out of the out of the closet. You know? Huh. I I don't really um, have a, a gear I would like to. Th- this is just for you, Brian. I am extremely jealous every day watching you post your work videos because I wish I was that happy in anything I do. <laughs> yeah. he works at, yeah he works he definitely works at like I, it's got to be the best walmart in america dude because i i see obviously i see the videos that brian's in pitching you know the fishing poles and the wrestling figures and stuff and then i just tapped the page i think it's williamston north carolina walmart and it seems like that walmart just go they're going hard on their social media dude it's yeah. like so yeah. wholesome like they're shouting out like you know salute to peggy who's you know been a walmart associate for five years now like That's awesome. i love businesses that do stuff like that man yeah. obviously walmart as a whole is a big evil corporation but some of the individual <laughs> stores are still yeah. doing business the right way and and yeah shout out if you, if you want a little dose of uh of some good wholesome content on social media check out williamston uh walmart's facebook page yeah brian's always letting us know what what's what's come in stock what's available what's on promo and you know think about how cool that'd be if you live there and you're a wrestling collector and you're like oh shit hey they got the new ultimate edition can you imagine if all the walmarts did that yeah that'd be cool dude like let the people know dude that all all the wrestling figures were in stock that's awesome uh so yeah shout out to brian baker uh dude uh too it's supposed to be dude too sweet uh dude too wheat is what his name is a d-o-o-d it's on instagram or this is on instagram at d-o-o-d too wheat um how would you feel if the wwe brought back the nwo but this time around you do it with all women um (laughs) i think the collective silence (laughs) uh, what would it be nymphos world order Whoa! Oh come on! Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, Maggie, wow. You couldn't go with like new women order or something like that. Exactly. Dude? Like, I mean, I could have, but I didn't. You freaking sicko! Oh yeah, <laughs> would be. Yeah, that's a hard. That's a hard pass What's, for me, dude. I, I well, I, I hope he wasn't expecting that he was going to drop that on us, and we were going to be like, "Oh my god, what an idea!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, 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 yeah, it's let's a no fantasy, for me, dog. Let's fantasy book it. Who would you? Who do you think would be like the three? We'll pick three members, like the three, like the you know, the Hogan, the Nash. The, I feel like you got to have. Uh, Who would that be? I feel like you got to have Charlotte it's as the. Yeah. the uh, I'm, I'm thinking maybe like Charlotte with like Toxic Attraction, dude. Okay. Like Charlotte's Hulk, and you got Toxic Attraction as Hall and Nash. See, like, I'm thinking. I don't know, man. Still, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. The NWO was fucking incredible for the first year and a half of its run, but I think that ship has sailed. Dang. Yeah. I try. I tried. I try to save it, bro. I mean, the, the I can't fantasy book him. it after the name I came <laughs> up with, so we'll just know that move I on. tried. <laughs> yeah the the hop god uh matt uh, at matt's in the cooler from uh the extra cooler show he sent in you can sit front row for any wrestling event ever Ooh. which do you pick <laughs> Seth? easy i i gotta go survivor series 97 i want to be there Ooh, for this yes for me job, too man. i want to be too. in the building You're right. I, 
I talked before, I love that match that they had, man. It was a hell of a match even before um, it all ended. But yeah, I want to be right there, hard camp side, front row, just so I can see all of it go down. Dang. Yeah, I, I w- that's a good one. Um, I would also say I would like to be there when um, WrestleMania 30, when Brock beat the Undertaker, just because I want to be one of those like oh, infamous was, people there. on on that that gets like the the reaction shot. Oh yeah, you're legendary. The, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. be like a legendary meme person who's like you know has the hands on the head and like no, I see so it. I want to, yeah, I yeah. want to be I want to be front row for that so the camera catches me doing some like you know hardcore reactions to uh, the streak being broken so I can live I can go down in WWE. Hall of Fame, nice. living infamy. What about you, Marco? Oh man, WrestleMania six. You got to be front and center for that. The the greatest WrestleMania main event in the history of WrestleManias. Come on, I mean. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Same WrestleMania six. I mean, I, that match is what made me love wrestling the way I do yeah. now. So seeing that in person, even at, like at the time, I mean, I was six years old. So yeah, it'd be in front row. That would have been a life changing moment for oh, me. So I love that match. Like I said, I'm I'm looking over at some custom art we got commissioned by Extra Cooler. I, ironically enough, of that match, but I feel like. Dude, that was such a long, boring show between that match. Like to me, you had Demolition and uh, versus Andre and Haku was a ton of fun, and I feel like just nothing happened on that show between that and the main event. So that'd yeah. be my only drawback, even though that is one of my absolute all-time favorite matches. Speaking of all-time favorite, Mister Underscore Mullet Underscore Daniel on Instagram wants to know all-time favorite wrestler. <sighs> I mean, I was Bret yeah. Hart for me. Brett. Uh, Jordan, I, we already know Jordan and Marcos. I'm pretty sure. Go ahead. Jordan's just Trish Stratus. <laughs> yeah, Trish Stratus with total, a close a close second with ultimate ultimate warrior. <laughs> you guys, are you guys both riding with the warrior as your uh, all time favorite? Yeah, 100%. yeah, we we'll yeah we'll go we'll go a warrior. That was funny though. Trish Stratus dresses warrior. If Trish Stratus showed up like in like. A skimpy, sexy outfit with warrior face paint. H-A-R-D. Jordan might die, dude. I feel like, R-D. I feel like yeah. someone I think did his, that. it would just fucking pop off and he would bleed to death, dude. Like, <laughs> he would just fucking... Did it yeah, one of the ladies There's no telling that? what would happen, dude. He'd be like, granite. did that back in the day. I can't remember who it was. Dress up as the other wasn't I don't think it was Trish. I don't think it was Trish. Because if it was, Jordan wouldn't be on the show with us right now. I'd be granite, H-A-R-D. You could drop anything on that thing and it ain't going anywhere. Statue of Liberty. Oh, man. Zach Hertzler with another one. Uh, another food question for us. He says, uh, favorite condiment or condiments? Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, the sauce man. boss. I love all sauces and dips and things like that. Um, I mean, ketchup, I think, is probably like the most uh, the most used in my lifetime. But the, God, there's so many. I say mayo, dude. I feel like there's nothing that can kick up a basic sandwich or something. Yeah. Well, then just a light spread of mayo, dude. I just feel like it's a little bit... Uh, I'll take mayo over ketchup, dude. Ooh, mayo's a good mayo's a good call. If I could, like, if you told me right now, like, because I feel like it's definitely mayo and ketchup, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I, I like some good hot sauce, but that's not going to be like one of like your primary condiments. You're not eating that with every meal. If I had to pick between, if I had to get rid of either mayo or ketchup for the rest of my life, I think I'd get rid of ketchup. Okay, I'm going to take it a step further. What is your favorite fast food restaurant specific um, condiment? I love Chick-fil-A's ranch, dude. Chick-fil-A's ranch is a step above everybody else's ranch. Like, it's just it's super tangy. You got, like, some extra dill in there. Like, I think their ranch is, stands out above uh, anybody else's yeah, ranch. Yeah, I'm going with Chick-fil-A, too. They have one. It's not one that I think a lot of people freaking order because it, like, comes in the packets instead of the it's little... salad dressing. It's not the dip. 
Yeah, it's a honey roasted barbecue uh, mm-hmm. sauce, and it is so freaking good. On hear the, Jordan, yeah, it, mm-hmm. Jordan gave me the cosign. <laughs> on, on, it's it's good on nuggets and fries. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jordan, you, you got it. You got a good condiment queued up for us. I'd go Polynesian sauce from Chick Fil A. Polynesian was it. a Polynesian was a close second. Took dude. Mine. It was a close Jeez. second. Nah, but I'm, well, you like you like the Polynesian. Yeah, Chick Fil A's dips are on point, dude. Yeah, Chick, Chick, you can't mess with Chick Fil A's condiment game, dude. They they got it on point. That was a good. That and was they're good. very generous with them too. They'll just toss you a fucking handful. I remember, I feel like every other place nowadays is like it's a good fucking ten cents if you extra extra ketchup or something. Except shit. for Taco Bell. Taco, Ta- Taco Bell, Bell will hook you up with some fire sauce, dude. Yeah. You have you have fire sauce the rest of your life yeah. if, you, if you order it. Blackened <laughs> Ranch at Popeyes is delicious too. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's my number two. Shout. Yeah, the Blackened Ranch is really good, dude. Yeah, Blackened Ranch is awesome. Uh, Phil D said after the World Cup, does Seth finally agree that football? Uh, is better than American football. No, dude. I think so- – like, okay, so I think I got some skin in the game. I coached my son's soccer team this year, right? We went 8-0, you know, uh, you know, uh, not to brag or anything. I feel like soccer is a sport for kids, man. I don't feel like anybody else past the age of 12 can play soccer, dude. <laughs> I was just watching the fuck. Because, dude, Jordan actually – you know, Jordan is like Mr. Sports, right? Like, out of anybody in my life, like – this dude is fucking, and I love it, man. I love it about him, dude, even though I give him shit about it. Like, this dude is passionate. If there's a sporting event on, Jordan is going to be engaged on it and like it. And he actually got me hyped up for <laughs> um, for the United States' last soccer game. Who did they get eliminated by again? Was it? Ne- was it uh, Netherlands. Yeah, the Netherlands, right? So this is a weekend when Sheena and the kids were in Kentucky, dude. Anybody with kids, you know, that when you have alone time after you have, you know, even just one kid, but especially once you got multiple kids, that alone time is fucking precious, yeah. right? That's like, you know, it's like solid gold. It's like the, whatever it was, fucking unobtainium from fucking uh, Avatar, man. Like, you, <laughs> that's the most precious thing there is, is that alone time. And Jordan got me hyped up enough for this game that I spent, you know, two hours of my alone time watching it to see the U.S. score one fucking goal. And I was <laughs> just like, dude, they worked four years for this. I think the U.S. scored, what, like two or three goals total the whole World Cup? And they're like... I don't know, man. To me, soccer is a child's game. It's a lot of fun for kids, but I don't think anybody over the age of 13 should be playing it. Wow. Wow. Seth shoots hard. I, I don't think there's anything else to add. I'm sorry, Phil D. Um, I, I will be waiting in the group for your reply to this uh, to this message and this promo <laughs> that uh, Seth just dropped on you. Uh, and we'll move on to Brian V says, how do you plan on growing the Chick-fil-A brand or are you happy with where it is? We've, we've kind of loosely discussed this on other episodes and stuff like that before. I'm really happy with where we are right now. We have an awesome tight knit community. The, you know, Instagram and everything is, you know, we have, a, we have a great uh, interactive platform over there. I love the podcast. Um, you know, Especially the Foley family on Facebook group. Too, yeah. The Patreons. I think the, we're cool with just going deeper with what we already got dude like going deeper instead of going wider i think we're good that's with. what she said oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you never want to be a tuna can in the sex game <laughs> oh man but yeah i you know like i said i'm just i'm in a really happy place and i think sometimes when you really try to go hard with social media and growing your platform and stuff it's exhausting it's a full-time job oh, yeah. like I, well like, they change the algorithm and stuff too now you can never stay on top of it yeah man. like obviously a, yeah like if you know, the next episode, if this episode that we drop suddenly gets, you know, 1.5 million downloads and we get a whole bunch yeah, of we ad money the Joe next Rogan week, of, like, uh, you know, yeah, that'd be awesome. Guy. But it's just tough now, man. Like even to try to like think about like growing it, like I wouldn't even know where you'd even start. Right. Because it's just I mean, Sheena already has over over 20,000 followers on Instagram, which is 21. great. 5. Yeah. But it's uh, 
it's just tricky now, man. Because like you never, the, all you, you never can really know. do is just put out good content, yeah. which is what we do on the on the, what we try to do on the podcast every week. We just put out entertaining content, hope word of mouth spreads, and it just yeah, kind of gets dude, out I, there. There's sometimes I will put out a, a picture on Instagram, and it will get like. 40 likes. I've, uh, again, I have 21,000 followers and it will get like 40 likes. I can post another picture on that same day and it'll get over like a thousand, like 1800 likes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you never really know what's getting shown to people or what words you're using in your caption that are causing it to not get shown to people or whether it's got to be seen by enough people in the first 30 minutes of it being at live. It's, you know, it's a whole thing. And there's people that spend their whole lives and that are dedicated to cracking those codes. But for me, it's just not, it's not something I'm interested in doing. Um, I'm very happy with where we are. I'm very fortunate that, you know, I was able to grow Chick Foley in a time when, um, it wasn't very crowded. When, when yeah, it wasn't very crowded. And, and Instagram had a more organic, um, type following and they weren't doing all this stuff and it wasn't, they, now they want you to boost stuff. Like you pretty much got to pay. You have to pay. To pay. You yeah, you have to pay to see ads. And some so people are doing it, man. If you got like, I mean, oh, everybody's doing it because all you see, you don't even see the stuff the people you follow. All you see is sponsored content now or suggested ads and things like that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's really tough out there. So I'm really happy with what we have. Um, we have a great community. It makes it fun for me. I don't ever want this to feel like like a job or like um, that I don't enjoy doing it. So I think uh, you know, I feel like, like it would get like that pretty quick if you were worrying too much about like growing it or, yeah. you know, like yeah. you said, cracking that algorithm and timing up your posts and stuff like that. So just posting when you feel like posting. Yeah. I'm not in a, I'm not in a, uh, a, a time in my life when I'm just like wanting to spend every minute of my time on social media and trying to figure out like, you know, how to, how to beat the social media gods, you know, like that's just not, not where I'm at, not how I want to spend my time in my life. If there's people out there, I mean, I'm not trying to discourage anybody. If you're trying to grow your business on Instagram or grow your platform or whatever, like by all means, there's people that are doing it every single day. I mean, it's a worldwide platform. So, you know, there's definitely room out there for everybody, but it's just not where I'm at. Marco, so. what are you seeing over on Twitter, man? Because you pretty much exclusively run the Twitter. I think Sheena logs on the Twitter like twice a year <laughs> nowadays, man. Like, what are, what, have, what are you seeing over on the Twitter game, especially with all the change they've had in the last five or six months? Yeah, it's weird right now. So, like, you know, it, it's it, it definitely changed a lot, um, especially now they have like um, they have two tabs now. When you like log in, it's like a they have like a for you section, and then they have a following section. So, like that that gets confusing because I'm not sure if anyone even knows. That that's a thing now, um, and it, it, yeah. it defaults to the four. I was going to say, right. well, no, on on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah. On Instagram is the same way. It defaults to for you. So even if you change to following, you can you cannot permanently change your setting. You have to do it every yeah. single time you, you open have to the do app. it every single time you open the app, which I think is so annoying because I follow people and like I want to see their content, but all I see is and you know if you just log on, you're not thinking like oh I need to go to my following tab. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that that was a whole thing. Yeah. I was really excited about them bringing back the chronological feed and like being able to just like choose who you follow. But yeah, they made it. They obviously put their loophole in there where they're still going to get yeah. you like going down the the and ad it, rabbit hole. As annoying as it is, dude, their algorithm is like I don't know how they fucking do it, man. It's so tight because like on my like explore page, all that comes up is like um, NFL highlight reels, like like clips of specific plays and stuff from like. 2003 through 2007 or so and it's just it's so fucking addicting i'm like dude just inject this shit right into my <laughs> veins know, dude man. like 
I love seeing this shit, you know, seeing like Michael Vick, like Brett Favre stuff. Like it's just, it's Dude, awesome. There, there is a book I'm going to recommend. I can't remember. I, I read it last year. It's called Stolen Focus. Um, I will put the link to it in, in the description of this, but it, it go, it, it really goes in deep about how these tech companies have really like, they have like figured out how to manipulate the human brain for social media yeah. to just like fine tune it to exactly what you want. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's mind blowing, honestly. Like when you hear like what they've done and how social media has evolved since it, since its inception, like it is absolutely wild. So the book is called stolen focus. It's a really good listen on audible because the narrator, the narrator is who wrote it. And uh, he has a really good like voice for. So what's, what's your explore page? Is it like farm stuff or like, food Oh yeah. Stuff it's, it's, what are you a lot of it is like homesteading. Like on my, my personal page, it's like all homesteading stuff. Um, like, I mean, I got chickens and eggs and what, what are you getting Marco? What, uh, for what? what when you that? go to your like explore tab on I, IG. Oh man, I don't even. Uh, I'm not sure if I can say. Uh, we'll keep it. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. Um, no, just a lot of but seriously. No, but yeah, seriously. There's, there's a lot of like figure stuff and obviously wrestling related content. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Yeah. Mine's a lot of wrestling and porn. <laughs> nice. I feel like IG well, is hard to find. Though. I feel like it's more like a TikTok dude? thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, IG stays like a soft PG thirteen. You can usually find some good R rated stuff on TikTok. Though. Yeah, plenty of porn um, stars on IG. Or yeah, no. The, the the other thing on Twitter too is weird. Is you know you can post like it, it really depends on like what content you post on Twitter because I post I'll post like regular posts like pictures and stuff like that and like witty comments. But then if you post like a video, like I I posted a video of Randy Orton. Um, it's when he sent uh, Matt Hardy off forever. When he, he, I'm not sure if you, it was on a Monday Night Raw, and he uh, did like a, the concerto. He put uh, yeah, Matt Hardy's head on the stairs and did the concerto to it. Twenty six thousand views for that video. Freaking nuts! Insane. Dude. Like it, it was like it, it was probably like the highest, obviously the biggest video that I posted on there. But like, and then after that, you post something else. It's like nothing. So yeah, it's 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 really a crapshoot when it comes to that stuff. Uh, Brian V says, speaking of your, your phone, um, if, if you had to delete all except three apps from your phone, which would you keep? Hmm. So I, I'm keeping, yeah. I mean, are we calling text messaging an app or no? Um, We're calling the stuff you, uh, or stuff you actually got to download. I right? think stuff you got to download. Cause I was okay. thinking photos, but photos is kind of already like. I'm keeping you know, Instagram. I'm keeping, um, my fantasy football app. Right. Cause you know, even though I only use that a couple months out of the year, I got to have it. And then, dang, I don't know, man. I don't really got another app I use a whole lot. Probably eBay. Po- podcast. I think e- eBay app. So I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. Instead of fantasy football, I'll go podcast. Yeah, I'm going to keep football on the web. I'm going to keep my podcast, Instagram, and eBay. Yeah, I'm going to keep my podcast app. I'm going to keep my Audible app, and then, um, yeah, I would probably keep Instagram as much as as much of a time suck as it's been in my life <laughs> over the last, you know. 11 12 years or however long i've had instagram um yeah i would probably keep instagram too what about you marco dang uh definitely instagram um i'll probably i'll, I'll probably go with spotify just because they they do both music and podcast so it's like all everything in one app um dang and a third one probably ebay would be my third one jordan uh i would go ebay twitter Pornhub. Twitter and Reddit. 
Oh, dude, I forgot about yeah, fucking Reddit. 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 Oh. You, you couldn't get rid of Reddit. So. I live on Reddit. Yeah, you get yeah, too porn fix on Reddit. Reddit too, dude. There's a lot of porn. On Reddit. That's probably like the actually the most porny fucking. Uh, <laughs> you guys are media. you guys are straight degenerates. Well, you so. need uh, well, no, no duh. Uh, now there's there's some good channels out there. There's uh hum- humans are metal. That's a good one if you ever yeah. If, if you know, oh, I yeah. love nature. Have you ever seen nature's, nature's metal? metal yeah. Nature's metal. Uh, yeah, yeah, Reddit Reddit's fucking endless. My bro. favorite. Like, whatever you could go like the most like micro focus like fucking community and there's like a Reddit forum. Dude, for it. yeah, my ma- magic uh, black magic fuckery is the uh, is the one I always go to. Definitely watch that. It's uh, I would probably drop IG for Reddit. Now you mentioned I'll change my answer. I'll go Reddit, eBay, and. Uh, in podcasts. Yeah, no, Reddit definitely Reddit, Reddit, Reddit is just too good to have. And you can learn stuff, dude. It's entertaining. There's funny shit. Yeah. And there's like, like super out. educational shit, dude. Like, yeah, like I really cannot speak highly enough of, of Reddit. I don't get on Reddit nearly enough. So that's always like, Sheena, you need to get on Reddit. Yeah, I got chickens, like, dude. That's one of my favorite subreddits, dude. I feel Everything. like I, I, I would, in a perfect world, I would switch Instagram for Reddit, but I, I love the visual platform. I, I, I wish it was, I wish if Instagram would just go back to straight photos instead of being having reels, the videos are just so, it's just too much. Like Instagram is too noisy for me yeah, now. But I'd be cool if they got rid of video. Yeah. Also, if it was just a straight happening. photo platform, I would do it. But yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should trade Reddit. Reddit, for Reddit. Is Reddit's awesome. Um, all right. Again with Brian, he says, keep fire removed from history. Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon, and Ric Flair. I'm going to start with Jordan on this one. Dang. Um, keep keep fire, fire, fire removed, removed from history. history. Vince, Ric Flair, and Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. God damn. Uh, you can't remove Vince from history, no, bro. No, yeah. because neither one of those two would exist. So That's I would easy. keep Vince. I would keep fire removed. I would remove Hogan from history forever and I would fire Ric Flair. See, I'm the. I'm the I would fire Vince, right? Because I can't remove Vince from history. I would get rid of Ric Flair and keep Hogan. Even though Hulk Hogan is definitely a racist piece of shit, we all I still him. have way more memories of Hogan. Not to mention, I like Hogan's figures better than Flair's, dude. Like, even though Flair's had some cool stuff. As far as straight up on screen goes, I'm more of a fan of Hogan than Flair. So. Yeah, I, I would erase yeah, Flair from history. I agree with that. What about you, Marco? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty much going to copy paste uh, Jordan's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> his answer. Yeah. He 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 pinned it perfectly. Vince is too important, though, dude. As much as we all hate what Vince is doing right now, like yeah. you have to keep you got to give the old man credit yeah. where it's due, dude. We probably would not be sitting here recording this podcast right now. No, if we definitely it wasn't for Vince we definitely McMahon. would not be sitting here recording this podcast. So yeah, you don't shout, know. That. Shout out to shout maybe we would have picked up a different hobby. You don't know that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, That's true. If we think, didn't think have about, WWE, what we would have found something else. I would have made sense. Think about. Uh, think about, we we might still be watching the Falcons. I mean, dude, know? Jordan. Yeah, think about it, dude. If we hadn't hooked up wrestling, dude, honestly, man, is, is I mean, I love you with all my heart, dude. You're definitely like by far the best friend I've ever had in life. We probably would have drifted, dude, if we didn't have wrestling, man. Because I straight up, the Falcons were fucking out of my life, man, after that Super Bowl, dude. Like, yeah, but think about how key that was that, like, I feel like our friendship changed when I got back into wrestling, man. I feel like we got like way closer. Off it of that, did dude. change, but dude, we never would have met if it wasn't for the Falcons. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The Falcons know, brought us together. WWE kept us together. Do you yeah, hear how you hear how Seth talks about Jordan? Do you ever guys ever hear him talk about me like that on the podcast? All the time. Like he's uh, he, he's yeah, he's he's expresses his love in just a totally different way. It's uh I always wow. tell him that he's he's more in love with Jordan than he is with me. Oh man. Well that's because he's been with you for so long. Like there's only so much love you can give to someone. We, we probably <laughs> tired of me in about eight years. I wouldn't worry about it. 
If we didn't, I told you before, dude. Like, in listeners, feel free to chime in. I, me, and I, I try to present the show as if like me and Sheena really. I mean, we talk about the kids, but we really try to not ever have anything like romantic or even really acknowledge like the relationship that much, just because I feel like that would be a turnoff on the podcast. I don't know. To me, like, I feel like. I feel like if I was listening, I wouldn't want to hear like a husband and wife talking about husband and wife stuff on the podcast. So that's why we kind of just uh, well, we kayfabe it on that part of the the podcast well, relationship. Yeah. So feel free to chime in because we never really p- pitched that out to the listeners. That's kind of just the vibe I had. I've yeah, never we've, to do all, that. we've always just kind of went into it with a uh, best friends type. Yeah, and, if you, uh, and if you do want to hear that, just listen to Open Mic with the MVP. Yeah, <laughs> if, you do, if you do want to, if you do want to hear that, you need to find all of the cutting room floor. Uh, yeah, find of the a way Chick-fil-A to find show. a way to hack into Zencaster like the ten minutes before we start taping. Oh boy, me and oh. Sheena have just had legendary arguments. <laughs> there's been times where you know, peek behind the curtain. There's been times where me and Sheena are literally like seething at each other <laughs> as we're hitting the record button on the show. Hey, just another little peek behind the curtain. When me and Seth got back from uh, NWA weekend to do Pod Warriors, and we asked Sheena to do it with us. That was like one of the more animated fights they've ever had. And I was sitting at their kitchen table <laughs> and I was just like, are we really going to record a fucking podcast after this? And like Sheena and Seth both just like wiped it away and they're like, fuck it, let's go. We're pros, dude. Yeah. What was, oh yeah, it's because I was badgering Sheena because I didn't think she had done any prep, right? Is that what it no, was? No, yes. no, no. And then you were like, hey, you're talking too quiet. You got to speak into the mic. There's three of us. You got to remember. There's three of us. And she is like, dude, I fucking know. And then Seth's like, Jesus, okay, I'm just trying to make sure it sounds good. <laughs> oh yeah yeah we uh you know we we love hard and we fight hard but yeah for the most part we we have a really <clears throat> great relationship we don't uh you know we don't fight all the time it's but, just yeah. out of passion that's what yeah we, we fight about the, the thing about our relationship is we fight about stupid shit like again like the mic like seth telling me oh the uh you know you need to speak into the mic and i'm like no f you <laughs> i'll tell you stop tapping the table like you just did yeah just now. yeah yeah that, you just fight about dumb shit like sheena saying seth loves me more than he loves you like that's pretty, <laughs> that's obviously oh. not true i mean Nobody, yeah at times they- maybe there was a night i think the night that you did the uh the drop for the welcome to the chick foley show uh, remember that it was a yeah. it was three. So that little that little that five was... second clip. So you got oh you know we God. used to just we used to just start straight Dude. with Rebel Heart, right? Rebel Heart. Was what was the theme hilarious. song before Rebel Heart? It was, was the uh, Shelton uh, Benjamin. Yeah, Shelton yeah. Benjamin and Chad Gable. Yeah. And then um, shortly after I came on board the show, you know, me and Sheena and Marco were all kind of just brainstorming <laughs> oh, stuff, Marco. and we were like, we kind of said, you know, I, I think the big hook on this show also is is that Sheena's a female, right? Like, I think that's like a, it's unique in wrestling podcasts. And me and Marco were, you know, we me and Marco and Sheena were kind of brainstorming. We we're like. The show should start with Sheena's voice, right? Yeah. Saying, welcome to the, the Chick-fil-A show. show. Oh my God, and then the dude. music hits. And that little half a second clip of Sheena saying, welcome to the Chick-fil-A show. That took us an hour oh and my God, 15 dude. minutes to record, dude. <laughs> and we did it the night we were already doing a podcast. So yeah. Like, that me and Sheena spent an hour and a half fighting. I'm telling her, like, do it again. Do, do it, it again. again. Too, Don't sound yeah, too loud, too quiet, too oh fast, God, too slow. Dude. Like, getting it dialed in. She's and then, so like, bad. the tension was just, you could cut it with a fucking knife by the time it got time to show. And I, I know like, Marco oh. was feeling, like, every bit of that. <laughs> Marco was like, well, I was okay. Like, yeah, dude, I didn't think we would record a podcast after that. I was like, there's no way <laughs> that they're, they're going to record a podcast after this. Oh, you're being too loud. Oh, don't, don't sound too enthusiastic. Oh, yeah, oh no, my kick, God. kick it up a notch. Kick it no, up you a need notch. to bring some energy to it. Oh, no, 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 like, no, you're not being energetic. What do you do? Oh, my 
no, you're, there. you're putting the emphasis in the wrong place. <laughs> there and dude, there, there, there's bad. nothing that I hate worse than being like micromanaged. Like, I don't know what it is, but it like triggers me in I a mean, way. This is going to be the start of every podcast we've done for not, two years now, dude. It yeah. needed to be perfect. Yeah, oh so good enough now, wasn't going to cut it. Now you I'm know the history lie. behind that drop. I'm not going to lie to you, Seth. I totally Seth, blacked that out of my memory. Seth, every, every once in a while, does get a, a little annoying with this perfectionist bullshit because he'll do it on Podwares too. But dude, this show would sound nowhere near the quality it does if Seth wouldn't tell us some things. Because thank oh, yeah. you, I, I, I'm not I'm not going to hate on Seth for his perfectionist. I give I give Seth credit because yeah, he's the tech guy. I would not think be about able how much to... the production stepped up in those couple months. Whenever yeah, whenever I we, would not be able to. But I, I will say I took it up a notch because I was like, dude, yeah. we need to. I, I I brought in some audio quality. Yeah, um, yeah. That, uh, you know, some address some issues that we had. But anyway, I, I would not be able to operate the tech side of this because it's just not in my wheelhouse. So I do shout out to Yeah, Seth. and you guys just got to know, like, dude, like, it's, again, that's why, you know, much love to, to Marco and Jordan and Sheena for showing up every week because it's a lot of headaches to go to doing a podcast, right? Like, it's very easy to get into, but to actually do like a quality podcast, like it takes some effort and you got to bring it every single week. Man. Yeah. Like that time that Jordan and Marco told us, yeah, you've never sounded better. We, sounded <laughs> we were on the wrong mic. We were on the wrong mic and sounded like we were recording in a fucking barrel. Hey, um, we, we did the, we did the whole show that way. Then we, we uh, pulled it up the next morning and we were like, what the hell? That was my fault though. That was, that was, I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. <laughs> yeah. Why are you blaming us? I didn't do anything wrong. You didn't. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh so that's a that's a peek behind the curtain. It's all love over here. Uh you know, we you know, Seth and I, we have an amazing relationship. So I don't yeah. think that we Jordan's have, been like, a friend forever and we're forever grateful for Marco coming yes. on board when he did back in uh 2018, 2019. Absolutely. So all all love around the Chick fil A show. But yeah, we've had some definitely if, if we had everything recorded that's been on the cutting room floor, it there would be, there'd some, be yeah, some freaking the outtakes epic, video would be fucking hilarious. Would be dude. the most epic content we've ever created. I can't believe we haven't recorded Remember that, that one time where we got is it, we got started, right? We hit the intro and then we did like, you know, welcome to the Chick fil A and like literally three seconds into the show, Mark Marcus was like, Oh my god. He sounded like a fucking <laughs> ultimate warrior finishing up a promo in nineteen ninety one. Like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it literally started the show. It's not like a foghorn was going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god okay keep it on with the listener mail if you're still here at this point thank you so much yes. for listening to our like show uh, if, if you made it to this point if you made it to this point this is the best this has been the best part of the show yeah reliving some of that um he brian v says i cannot stand my son's fiance <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't know what this one coming in anonymously. Oh, oh my gosh! Like, change the name. Gene. You want to edit K-fabe, that part? K Fabe. Oh, um, Brian. I got the. Yeah. The, uh, going by the call sign uh, BV. Okay. Uh, I cannot stand my son's fiance. We are fundamentally different people. She's not mature enough yet to have a conversation about our differences without her feeling like I'm a bully, or and she puts our son in the middle. How would you handle this? Um, this is this is tough. Um, so fiance, right? We're gonna err on the side of these folks are really BFD engaged, ain't married. Michael Scott. I mean, I feel that, but you don't want to alienate your son, right? I feel like you need to be. Um, obviously, it's great if and and dude, my kids are three and five, so I have zero. I'm just speaking off like what I anticipate how my feelings would be on this situation. I have no experience in this, but I would say, um, your relationship with 
your actual kid is still more important than the fiance and you need to make sure you're supporting them. Right. Like I would have the conversation with them, see if maybe they can serve as like a, a buffer or something, but you don't want to put them like in, in an awkward position where they have to like choose or anything like that. I think yeah. just try to be supportive and work at it. If they're going to be the, if they're fiance and they're truly in love, this person's going to be a part of your life for a long time. Eventually some grandbabies might Possibly, come up. Possibly. Yeah. The and the last thing you want to do is just alienate them. So, and something I've always said, and I've gotten better at this as I've gotten older, sometimes with family, you just got to fucking grin and bear it, man. Like yeah. I have, you know, I'm not going to name names, but I have family members that, you know, you love everybody the same, but you don't necessarily like everybody the same. And I have family members that I don't like as much as others. And Sometimes you just got to grin and bear it and put up with it, man. Yeah, I I agree with everything he said about not alienating yourself. And I think you just have to realize that that even though, um, you know, like you said, you you're his fiance and you are fundamentally different people. I mean, your son is his own individual person. So the things that he, you know, finds and loves about her um, aren't necessarily going to be the things that you would have picked in a a partner or a spouse. So it's really tough. Um, I just say just find, try to really focus on the things that you do like about her and just kind of like focus on that instead of really, um, narrowing your focus on the things that you don't like about her. You know, uh, it's, it's tough with in-laws, but I hope that you guys can get it worked out because I have an amazing, I mean, thankfully, you know, Seth and I, we were joking about our relationship and stuff before, but, um, we both have really great relationships with each other's parents. Um, but I, I would, I would be lost without my in-laws. I love them. They're basically a sec- second set of parents to me. Um, and same with Seth, you know, I mean, I know he, he loves and cares about my family as much as his own. And, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things as a parent, you kind of, you kind of kind of, uh, you know, be the, be the bigger person, uh, Jordan and Marco, you guys have any, any input on the, the fiance situation? I got nothing. <laughs> He's like, Jordan's like, screw it. Just don't yeah, like her. Yeah. No, it's a, I, I would say the same thing you, you're saying. Definitely. Uh, you don't want to infringe on, you know, you know, the, their relationship or anything like that. Just, you know, just kind of play the sideline um, and be observant and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, pick and choose your battles in that sense. That's a, that's what yeah. I always say. Yeah. Just, you want you, you want your son to feel like that he, can come to you if things, you know, if he does have things that he wants to talk about or anything like that, you want him to feel like you're, you're a safe space um, where he can come and talk to you, even if things aren't going well with her or whatever, you know, and um, you don't want to, like he said, alienate yourself from, uh, yeah. from your son. So yeah, that, that that's the worst case scenario is that, you know, cause he's ultimately at the end of the day, like I, I hate to say it. And I, I, I would be absolutely heartbroken thinking about my kids, you know, choosing, the their the love of their life over me, you know, at this point, because I'm just like they're so in, you know, they're so in my little world right now. But they're going to choose the love of their life over you, you know, yeah. and uh, that's just that's just the way it's going to be. So, uh, yeah, find find some things that you do like about her. Try to understand her, you know, instead of her trying to understand you. I think maybe just try to like open You're up a older, little bit. and she could change over. Time yes, too. she's going like, to evolve. I definitely yeah. like. I, I don't know exactly how old his his kids are, but I'm assuming they're you know young adults, man. Like I feel differently about a lot of topics than I did when I was 22, 23. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And if all I, else fails, like just grin and bear it, man. It's family. You got mm-hmm. to. You got no choice, man. Don't. Yeah. Don't do anything to push your son or the fiance any farther away. Just focus on the stuff you can deal with, and just try to avoid the topics you guys disagree. Yeah, because like you said, ultimately, like you push him away, but then if for whatever reason they end up having grandkids or babies or whatever, and then if you if you're alienated from those from those babies. Like that's going to, that's going to hurt a lot. So, um, I think as the, as the adult and the bigger person, um, you know, 
just just try to find a way to to make it work. All right, this question comes in from Twitter. It says, since it's a biggie giveaway, my question for you is what is your favorite? Give him a username. Give him a little plug ski. Uh, Marco, unfortunately, did not send me oh, the, uh, the, na- the, the name from Twitter. Marco's got everybody on anonymous. All right, fuck it. Let's get the question. <laughs> he said, since it's, since it's a biggie giveaway, my question for you is what is your favorite singles match from him in NXT uh, or the main roster? Marco, you got any uh, biggie insight? Hmm. Um, it'd probably definitely be as you know him taking the title off of Seth Rollins. Um, that's the only one I know. I've seen that one, and yeah, that's definitely yeah. the most historically significant. So yeah, that's that's mine too. But I, I'm not super familiar with his run aside from when he beat Seth and when he lost it to Bo. Yeah, he's like he said right. WWE as well, so you can pick a WWE. Yeah. Match. Oh, I thought he said NXT. NXT or main roster. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I'd probably say his match with Seth. I feel, I feel like his world title reign was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. His match he had with Roman at Survivor Series uh, 2021 was pretty good, but it was nothing like nothing crazy or anything. I'd go All with right, when he and- won the Money in the Bank, honestly. I think that was his best match. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was pissed. I still thought Seth should have won that. <laughs> yeah. well, just because you were mad, you have to take feelings out of it, Seth. Feel- feelings are everything, you know? Fuck your feelings. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up with uh, Marco had a question at the uh, at the top of the show. He was joking, said he he was bringing in a mailbag question. So uh, what was your question, Marco, that uh, you wanted to, to bring well, to us? I, I, I did ask a question. I asked if, uh, do you think it's, uh, you think it's good for a, uh, a six-year-old kid to... Uh, Love the new uh, Bray Wyatt Shattered song, or any song in that matter. Like you know, that can, I mean, that's it. How do how do you like? Do you go? Do you like pick and choose what your kids can listen to? As far as like you know, music and stuff like that. Obviously, it's music. Music is subjective, and you know they're gonna like what they're gonna like. They're gonna you know take to what they're gonna take to. But how do you uh, in general? How do you guys kind of? You'll this is something things. yeah this has been like a minor issue in our house because like <laughs> I, I i let the kids kind of listen to some different stuff man that truth be told they probably shouldn't be listening to and i'm like yeah you know what they don't really know what these curse words mean and stuff and <laughs> as long as the curse words aren't like prominently featured in like the course of the song like i'll let them hear some stuff that i know they're gonna like and dance to and everything um yeah. like you know some some different rap i'm a little bit more stuff. of a hard ass about it i you know there's some things that i'm just like no. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it depends Shattered on the age, fine. man. Yeah, yeah, Shatter's totally fine, man. I really kind of just... Brett was obsessed with Shatter for... Yeah, he still to, is. He... Yeah, to me, I don't sweat so much, like, the actual content, because they have no real... Um, they don't really have any context for putting it into, and a lot of times, like, they're not even really, like, able to, like, pick out, like, these specific words. I try to stay away from a lot of, like, the high-profile cussing and stuff, though, yeah. man, just because I don't want them to repeat the stuff. Um but even as they get older, right? Like if you ask me this question in a couple of years when Brett's like, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, it'd probably be a little bit different. Then I probably will pay a little bit more attention to what the lyrics are saying. True. But there's also like it's it's weird because there's also like an emotional component that goes along with music, especially for Brett. Brett Brett is he's a, he's really, really into he's music, music right buff, now. Dude. Yeah. And uh he heard I, I can't I don't know where he heard it, but he heard the Michael Myers theme song and he got hooked on it. Dude. He like loves he, the Halloween. He theme. wanted to, he wanted to hear the Halloween theme all the time. That was which, like his hype song for all his soccer games. Yeah. Which was one. fine because again, it doesn't have any lyrics. It's literally just like, you know, instrumental, um, you know, music, but 
it also gave him like he would get upset and it would give him nightmares at night. And I'm just like, bro, you can't listen to Mike Myers and then say you're having nightmares. Yeah, he would wake know? up at you know, 11:30 at night and say, "I was hearing Michael Myers music and he was chasing me." Yeah, and he's never even seen Halloween or any of that. You know what I mean? He's just seen like maybe the action figure or something. So he's never even seen that. But he associated that music with like a scary thing, you know. Um, but he's really, really into spooky, scary, creepy stuff which is cool because I, I mean that's that's who i am too you know halloween and all the things but uh yeah you have to you have to be careful because little kids are very i don't know emotional and perceptive and a lot of things that you know we we're, we've doled out over our over our lifetime um i do i forgot jason cook did send in a uh a uh, question for us. So I do not want to forget our, our buddy, Jason Cook. Just saw him at SmackDown. We just saw Jason Cook at SmackDown here in Memphis. He drove all the way, all the way here, like three hours here, from right? Mississippi, yeah. From Mississippi to, uh, to see SmackDown. So we got to meet him, which was super cool because he's an OG. So at Jason Cook 995 says, this is a two part question. If you could do any dream tag team figure two pack, what would it be? And what attire would it be? I feel like this is an appropriate question considering the circumstances for today. Um, wouldn't we all want like a Briscoe's yeah. action figure? Perfect way to cap it up. Yeah, yeah. give us the Briscoe's yeah. with some camo pants and yeah. crazy bandanas and stuff. Some ROH titles. Yeah, yeah, ROH titles. Maybe give us some alternate heads that are already bloodied up. Yeah, yeah. perfect way to end the uh, the yes. Q and A episode. So I think uh, it was it was fitting that, that that question actually came in last. So uh, yeah, thank so you. Thanks again to yeah. all the listeners, all the Foley fam that pitched in questions. This was a ton of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we'll be back next week previewing Royal Rumble. And me and Jordan got a, uh, a special Pod Warriors Royal Rumble episode that's going to be dropping here in the next week, week and a half or so. I um, want to remind you guys, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles. And now it's time for the main event of the show. Oh God. Sheena's about to hit me with a trivia question. And I'm, already, to ex- I'm already pissed off about it. Oh, I'm God. currently on a, uh, a Chick Foley show record six straight trivia questions knocked out, going to extend the record. To number seven. So again, we draw all these cards at random. This is a Royal Rumble question, which is cool and timely. Um, but it's a 1994 question, which also sucks because right it's in my like, wheelhouse. Right Bret Hart won that Rumble. Jeez. Yeah. So at the 1994 Royal Rumble, Yokozuna's opponent was. <sighs> Come on, dude. The Undertaker. <sighs> I know. This is seven straight. Let's go. All right, Sheena, hit us with some closing thoughts for this week's episode. So again, um, like I said, it, it was a somber start to the show. We were all kind of feeling a little bit uh, down. We kind of got it together for for listener mail. So thank you guys for being here and listening. Uh, but I think if anything, um, I just want to remind you guys to tell people that you love them. Um, you know, if you got family that you haven't called in a while, make sure you call them. Make sure that people know how you feel about them. Uh, I know it's... You know, we all kind of get distant and busy and things like that, but life is precious and uh, we should not take it for granted. And so it's a it's a harsh, tragic reminder that sometimes we just got to, you know, c- catch up with our people and let them know how much we care about them. Reach for the sky, boy. 